Hello and welcome to the intro for episode 62 of Hey What You Watching. Uh, I am your co-host, uh, Marcelo, and with me as always is... Me, Matt. It is I, Matt. <laughs> uh, these intros don't usually happen, but when they do, they are for an important reason. Importance. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, for those listening uh, as of you know the week of June 6th, 2017... Uh, first off, I hope we enjoyed that dump uh, I, I laid on all of Jesus you. Christ, don't call it a dump. <laughs> uh, of four Haycast episodes in a call day. Call it a gift. It's a gift. There you go. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, and now, you know, you know, last week we didn't record, you know, for whatever reason. And, and now we're recording intro for a Vault episode. And yeah, so this is episode 62. We, we recorded it back... Uh, on March 15th of this past year, we have no guests for this episode. Um, just me and Matt, just talking and, and drinking. a bunch of booze. I, I, I don't know why we drank. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, we just, you know... Actually, wait. No, you don't need a reason to drink. You just do it. <laughs> it was a Wednesday night. I don't know why I was drinking. Maybe... <laughs> oh, you, you know what? I think I know why, because it was spring break. There Woo! you go. Yeah, so that's why I was drinking. I don't normally drink when I do these episodes. I just drink water, you know, uh, nature's uh, caffeinated drink, water. That's that's not, there's no caffeine <laughs> in water. <laughs> there's no caffeine in water. No, so uh, one of my teachers back in uh, in my Air Force training school said, uh, I forget the phrase she said, but she said, oh, you know, why why drink coffee or soda? You have water. Which is like a natural, you know, caffeinated drink. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. You're like, no, it doesn't. That has no caffeine in it, madam. <laughs> so I have to go back and scream at her. Uh, I have to say, what are you talking about, you crazy, crazy person? What is this malarkey she's she's teaching? But luckily, I drink no coffee. I drink no soda anymore. I just drink water, and I'm fine. Uh, well, I don't you don't need... drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. I drink coffee, like, uh, for special occasions. Oh, there's a dog. There the, is a dog. The dog who loves coffee. Hey, shut up. When I go to, like, business meetings at a Starbucks or, like, when there's coffee there, like, if, if I'm, like, at a gig, like, at a, at a video shoot and there's coffee, I'll, I'll, I'll take advantage of it. But on a daily basis, no. No coffee, no soda, just water. I have three cups a day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm just afraid to get addicted, and then like if I ever want to get off of it, I hear it's a, it's bad news. Man. It's not fun trying to get off. Yeah. So um, so luckily, I just have to, I just drink water because it was kind but of getting hard. off can be fun. Ah, that's a joke. And it's gross. L- listen to more jokes like that on Hey What You Watching. Uh, let's let's stop talking. <laughs> yes, because I feel an episode coming on, and this yeah, is not good. This is what happens when it's just me and Matt talking, and this is what you'll hear. In episode 62. So real quickly, uh, uh, let me go back to what's in the episode. So yes, it's just me and Matt uh, back in March. Oh, this is the premiere. Actually, we, we were just prototyping it of the Haycast Pyramid game. Hell yeah. We kind of we kind of came up with it on the spot, really. Like before we started recording this episode and then on mic, we brought it up and we kind of played with each other. The game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll hear that we haven't figured it out yet. It's very obvious. Uh, but it's fun listening to us play. Because I, I listened back to it today, and it's, yeah, it's we're just trying to figure out what the game is. And luckily now we know what the game is. So Yeah. I, uh, so that's that. And, yeah, we talk movies. 
after about 30 minutes of us talking about drunk stories. So Hell yeah. It's a fun time, Matt. I hope people enjoy this episode. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for a new episode later this week. Uh, well, we'll talk about, you know, Wonder Woman and, and whatever other movies we saw. But for now, I mean, Matt, do you have any, do you have any final thoughts for this intro? No. <laughs> no. I do want to say, we, we, we were talking off mic about it, and I said I was not going to bring this up, but I'll bring it up anyway, Matt, because... Okay. <laughs> Uh, Alien Covenant. You and Rob talked about it last week. I listened back to we it. Did. Solid episode. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because I did not like it. <laughs> I know you didn't. It's if, fine. If anybody who is listening to this who doesn't follow me on Twitter... Well, on Twitter, I purposefully only tweeted about it once. You know, look back at that tweet. Yeah, I know you did. You were very hushed about it. Uh, for a reason. Because everybody else loves it. Well, everybody who I follow on Twitter, who I, whose opinions I care about, they... Love of the movie. Meanwhile, I do not. So it's frustrating. So that's all I have to say. You know, if people were, were wondering what I thought about Alien Covenant, for like the two people out there who listen to this who are wondering, like that's that's how I feel. I don't like it. And maybe one day I'll, I'll revisit it and I'll change my tune. But for now, no. So, but hey, that's that. That's the past. Let's talk about the future, which is this episode, which we recorded in the past. <laughs> Matt, okay. it's, it's been fun. I'll talk to you later. Uh, say goodbye to the people, Matt. Goodbye to the people, Matt. <laughs> and please enjoy episode 62 of Hey What You Watch It. Fine, let's start over. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, let's keep oh, going. We're going to start from scratch. Count me in. <laughs> this is good. Okay. Five. Four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have fun here. Uh, five. Four. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm already, boy. I'm a beer in. I'm one beer in. Okay. Ah, uh, Mr. Giggle Pants. Let's go. Oh, this is a heavy beer, too. Here you go. What, it weighs like 10 pounds? Yes. What does that mean? It's a high uh, alcohol content. Okay. Five. So I would hate it. <laughs> Four. Because you like drinking water, beer. Well, right Three. now I'm drinking vodka. Vodka? Oh, yeah. I got a kettle and club right now. It's delightful. Two. One. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching? The weekly podcast from Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching this is episode 62 podcast versus godzilla and i'm your host matt curione and with me as usual is hey it's your co-host marcelo pico how you doing matt i'm doing pretty well uh it's it's a good day yes it is a very good day (laughs) nothing nothing but giggles and chuckles and good times and bugs in our drink this is the third time we've tried to record this intro. Okay. But it's the first time I'm mentioning that you almost ate a bug. Yes, I poured a beer into a glass, and I should have washed the glass out before I did that because there was you a bug. There was a bug in my drink. I, you, what, I'm usually, what kind of bug? Was it a fly or a no, beetle? Or a, like a ti- I don't even know. They're, they're, very, they're like a tiny little beetle-like bug. Was it Ringo? 
Ringo. You know, a beetle. Get it? It's oh, a joke. That's should, the joke. Maybe we should do a, a take four on this. Maybe we should <laughs> oh, scrap this you. one. <laughs> for, okay, for whatever reason, we had to start over and over and over. Numerous, so numerous times. Well, it's because, you know, Groundhog Day is coming to Broadway and we're getting into the spirit. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It uh, is, though. Okay, I believe you. I, it's not and, like I don't believe you. Yeah, it's 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 a thing that's happening. Why? Who do, do you know who's starring in it? I have no idea. They just announced that they're going to do it. Yeah, but I'll steal my friend's joke by saying it's the same song eight times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you were lucky this week. That oh yeah, you, I uh, you weren't snowed in. Yeah, aha! Because of uh, uh, snowstorm Stella. Uh, played by Marla, uh, Marlon Brando. Just kidding. That's a movie that I haven't seen. Anyway, well, of uh, course I haven't seen it because that—that's not who he plays. Anyway, I know he screams it. <laughs> Keep going. I've seen. Okay, I have not seen Streetcar Named Desire, but I have seen Hey Streetcar numerous times. Fine. That's the musical from The Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> what is your story? A stranger is just a friend you haven't met, Marcelo. Did you know this? <laughs> this is true. Uh, Marge sang that once. Uh, no, we were supposed to get a crazy big snowstorm of like, you know, a foot and a half of snow. I wasn't going to be able to leave my house. But uh, it started snowing, and then I went to bed, content that I wouldn't be able to leave my home. I woke up to nothing but rain. It was that, upsetting. That is a shame. It's too bad. You weren't snowed in. Snowed in. Because then I could have watched the Oliver Stone masterpiece, Snowed In. Yes, that's the joke. I that's made. the joke. No, but, uh, I, but made I made the, the most... last two recordings. Two, but now, two attempts. There. But hey, I made the most out of my day. I uh, put the last of our shelving units together. So we're starting to look like a real place to live now. And I spent all day watching uh, monster movies. So, yeah, I treated it like a snow day. <laughs> Fantastic! I'm so happy for you, Matt. I am. I am. Um, yeah, I mean, we finally have, like, you know, our movies aren't in boxes anymore. They're actually, like, all up on the shelves. They're all out on display. Yeah, it's it's a sight to behold. I'll, I'll send you some pictures later. It's please, really pretty. Please. It's yeah. really pretty. Yeah. Um, my cats are fighting next to me, so you might hear some sounds. Um, oh, James and other cat whose name I forget. GG. It's okay. The two J's. Oh, Gigi's not a G name? No. Have you... Okay, I was going to say, have you not seen that movie, but you haven't seen... No, I haven't Kiki's seen Kiki's Delivery Service. I haven't, but I thought you just named it after that movie Gigi. No. You're, oh, okay. you're thinking of Geely. No, I'm thinking of Gigi. This is a movie that exists. I'll take your word for it. No, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm serious. <laughs> this, is a, this is a movie that... Yes. Yes, it exists. 1958, starring uh, Leslie Caron. I think that's her name. Okay. It's a... uh, Yeah, 1958. It's a musical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a movie that exists. Fine, okay. This is the... uh, I was was talking off mic that we should bring in games to the show. Like, just... Yes. Just to have fun. We should, like, have a game where... Uh, like, we, like like match game, like ma- like well, how like match game or like the Running Man. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. We should do like um, uh, how does match game work? Where it's it's basically Mad Libs. What Mad Libs? Okay, it's like it's where like, you like fill in the blank. What and then okay. and then Charles Nelson Riley makes a uh, sordid chuckle. 
over in the background. Uh, explain match game to me. I forgot. I um, well, you need a microphone that's on like a stick, and it has like a little ball at the top, and that guy laughs and mugs for the camera, while you know other people say things. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Match Game. No, I mean, explain to me the mechanics of how the game works. Do you, do you remember that? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, you, like, you have to match, like, the like the suggestion that the celebrity guest says, I think. Kind of like Pyramid? Like, $1,000 Pyramid? Whatever that game Kinda, is? Kinda. I think so. It's like, if I... Don't I, know, I don't know what that game is, either. No, it, it, it's like, uh, let's say, let's say I pull up a movie title, okay? Uh, or I think of one. Okay, mm-hmm. here, okay, let's, let's, let's play a little, uh, pyramid game, okay? Okay. So, I'm thinking of a movie title. Okay. I, I cannot say the title, but okay. I, I can give you keywords, and you have to guess the title. Okay? All right, shoot, hit me up, let's go. Okay. Uh, uh, Robert Mitchum, black and white. Uh, Night of the Hunter. There you go. See, it's like yeah. That. Okay, I really love this game. Yeah. Okay. So, so now you think of one, and I have to figure it out. Uh. Okay. Um. William H Macy. He's down on his luck. Uh. Oh. Uh. 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 uh Magnolia. No. What? Okay. No. Uh, okay. He's down going. on his luck. He's like a sad sack. Uh. Alec Baldwin is watching over him all the time. Oh. Uh. The Cooler. Yes. Okay. I'm just see, looking. At, I'm just looking at movies that are on the shelf right now. Okay, I'm going to give you another one. Okay. Okay. Western. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Val Kilmer. Oh, Tombstone. Yes. Be my Huckleberry. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That's a thing. Okay, um, Okay. here's one. Um, uh, Mad Max. That's not the name of this movie. Um, oh. Um, Robin Williams is in it. What? Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, they, they, they dance... They dance? What? Uh, uh, it's, got Elijah, it's got Elijah Wood, I think. What? <laughs> what is this um, movie? George Miller was heavily involved. He won an Oscar for it. Oh, 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 what? Oh, Happy Feet. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Patch Adams? Damn you. <laughs> and no, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners out there, I do not own Patch Adams. <laughs> okay. I'm only looking at movies I can see on my shelves. We should do this like with uh, and okay, you're, and you're damn right I own Happy Feet. The 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 game should be we should we should go over and grab like f- like five titles from our shelves, right? Okay. Uh, like randomly. I can do this, right? Okay, and then we should time each other. Like, how, okay, how long do you think we should we should have uh, to guess the name? Like, uh, uh twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. Okay, it's twenty twenty yeah. seconds on the clock. Okay, we should do this. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like this idea. This is going to be coming next episode. How about yeah, that? Yeah, how about next episode, yeah. because we'll just make sure our guest is okay with that, because I don't <laughs> know who our next guest is, but we'll figure it out. Because this episode right here that we're recording now is jam-packed, so we can't fill it up with space, <laughs> with space okay? <laughs> Maybe we'll do this at the end of this episode, Matt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, uh, actually, yeah, when we're done recording, we'll just shoot the shit and figure this out. Okay. We'll get it down to a science. Okay. Um, hey, you know, speaking of science... Let's get down to the science of this episode. Okay. Uh, okay, that was us just shooting the shit. What about... That what's was on the, fun. What's on the show this week? Well, let's see. This week we're going to hang out with uh, that girl who was in a room for a while, but this time she's going to be on an island. And then we're going to watch a giant dinosaur uh, beat the shit out of a bunch of other dinosaurs and non-dinosaur types. And then we're going to hang our heads in shame. 
And then we're going to be two undercover cops going back to high school. But then we're going to go back to college. It's going to be really fun. And then we're going to swing through the jungle to some Phil Collins music. And then we're going to drink a septic tank cola. Maybe. I don't know. And then we're going to fight each other in... We're going to challenge each other. Yeah, I just gave it away. Uh, And then we're going to learn uh, all about family in uh, beautiful, scenic uh, Hawaii. And that's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, Usually we have the list in front of us, or I have the list in front of me in Skype, but we had to restart the call, so I don't have the list in front of me. So I I had to cross things out and... Get things going. We're good. So we, this, we is gonna, got this. this is going to be a show where I'm more on my toes because I'm not sure what's coming next, but we can do this. Yeah, I mean, so, well, um, I'll I'll keep you posted, obviously, but uh, I think this will be a lot of fun. Exactly. Uh, and what's more fun than having a guest? Uh, well, the guest I'm going to introduce right now. Yeah. So so do it, Matt. Who's our guest this week? Uh, this week we have um, no one. <laughs> there is no guest. That's why I said before, we have plenty of time. Okay. We have, uh, <laughs> live from the Seven Seas, we have Commodore Schmidlap. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, being held captive by the Penguin in Batman the Movie, starring Adam West. I'm just looking at movies on my shelf. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have no guests, which is fine. We've done this before with no guests. We, can we, did, we did this for like 30 episodes. <laughs> no, it wasn't that long. 30 nah, episodes? It was like... 20. All right, fine. All right, I, I, I have the sheet up, and I can look. We did it for nine episodes, and then we had to have a guest. We had Alex feels Miller like... as the first guest. Hey, I like Alex. Yeah. What, what was that you just cracked open? A Red Bull. <laughs> it is, what time is it, Matt? It is 11.15. 20 after 11. Jesus, and you're opening up a Red Bull. What but is... I just I just drank a really big glass of vodka, so I need to like oh, counteract so that. Usually people mix that with the... Ew. Each other. What? No, no I don't. Vodka. I don't like. I don't. I don't like Red Bull and vodka. Well, well you you just drank vodka and you drink a Red Bull. Why not? Well, just... I, dr- I drank. I drank vodka and like club soda. That's like a normal thing I do. <sighs> Fine. What? And what? and sometimes I'm a real drunk and I'll just drink vodka and water. Let's play. Uh, sorry. Let's let's do a little segment called Hey, what you drinking? Okay. Well, and sometimes I drink Red Bull and Jaeger. That's a thing I do. So what is your obsession with Jaeger? Because so, listeners might know this uh, if, if they listen to well, that, that drunken episode you did a few uh, episodes ago. Oh, and another one of those is coming. <laughs> I, I hope so, because that was uh, fun. Let's see. Uh, what's my obsession with Jaeger? Um, I have a sweet tooth, and it tastes like candy. Really? I don't think I've ever had Jaeger. Uh, it's, it's also not that expensive. It's pretty pretty cheap. And uh yeah, it's just it's a, it's good stuff. How often do you First, drink it? Um not as often as I used to. Oh, okay. Cuz uh, I mean, we get older. Before, we... No, no. Uh before I moved into the apartment, I would go out to the bar a lot. Uh-huh. And now I just drink at home. So I feel weird doing shots at home. <laughs> Unless I'm having a party like during at the Oscar party that I threw. Yeah, we had a lot of shots of Jaeger. It was I was well and drunk by uh, the time Best Director came came along. <laughs> and I'm sure you were screaming at the screen as soon as they announced uh, La La Land was Best Picture, right? I just, I just walked out of the room. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that again. We, we, I, I was just editing our last two episodes and we talked about it before, so let's not... But I will say it still is the craziest thing that's happened this it's month. It's insane. <laughs> it's, yeah. Or last month. Last month, like the, end, the tail end of last month. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Uh, what else? Oh, 
so off mic, we're talking about beers we drink. What 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 beer do you do you know, uh, normally drink, Matt? I drink hot garbage called Miller Lite. <laughs> Why? Because it tastes like water and it goes down like a like water and it gets the job done. I mean, I'm no snob. Okay, uh, I was saying this off mic. Uh, I drink Budweiser. Uh, Mainly because my roommate drinks Budweiser, so I drink Budweiser too. But I, when I, when I really want to drink something good, I go for like the 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 locally brewed beers. Like right now, I'm drinking a Revolver Blood and Honey, which is delicious. I don't know what that is, but it it sounds de- delicious. But I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, because because you you only like the. Uh, cheaper stuff because I like I like light beer because you know it goes down really easy and I can down a whole bunch of them <laughs> <laughs> which is fine I'm not judging but man this revolver blunt honey is amazing this I'm one, a I'm a cheap date Marcelo <laughs> this one uh is brewed a few towns away here in Texas and it, it's it's growing steadily a revolver do you pick it up from the brewery or do you no, no, buy no. it in the store uh the brewery is called revolver and the the type of beer is blood and honey, but Revolver has been growing over the last two years. Uh, first, I went to uh, I think it was the Draft House. And, oh well, of course you did. And I saw that menu and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is this sounds appealing to me, so I have that. It's like a tangerine mix, uh, a tangerine dream, if you will. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. And everything comes back to Michael Mann on this show. I hope people realize this. <laughs> Every episode we've ever done, there's a Michael Mann reference. You have to listen back. They're hidden, but they are there. Yeah, they're there. Uh, sometimes we we say Michael Mann backwards and put it in the show, so you have to play Nam. it backwards to listen. Nam. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it. I at first I had a hard time finding this beer at like liquor stores uh, because like they're they're in, they're an indie brewery. They're local. Yeah, yeah, they're local. So. And it's some guy in his backyard. You know, they've gone from, you know, liquor stores in downtown Austin to HEB's, which is our grocery store here in Texas. Is that the Heb that you and Rocky are always talking about? <laughs> yes. Where uh, I was like, what the fuck is a Heb? You think that's a funny name? The CEO of HEB is Mr. Butts. No, it's not. It is. Look I it don't up. believe you. It's this is w- a lie. It's on Wikipedia. Look <laughs> it up. Mr. Butts. Is his first, <laughs> does his first name happen to be Seymour? <laughs> yes. Actually, oh my God. How, how did you know? It is. It's Seymour Butts. <laughs> okay, this is a joke. This whole brewery is, or, or whatever you're, the, the Heb is definitely some like, ha, some like pocket scheme that this guy made like in the middle of the night. Uh, I have to apologize. It's not Mr. Butts. It's Butts. It's Mr. Ass. <laughs> it's Charles Butts. I just looked it up. <laughs> oh, Chucky Butt. Chairman hey, and CEO of HEB. So. Oh, man. I'm sure he's sticking it to all those high school bullies that used to make fun of him. He's like, yeah, well, look what I do now. And they're like, well, I pump gas at your heb. And he's like, you're <laughs> exactly. damn right you do. See. Yeah, oh, he- wait. You guys... Oh, you guys pump your own gas, don't you? We do. Oh, you guys have to have pump, have to have gas pump for you. <laughs> I'm not getting out of my car. Are you kidding that me? That is weird. That is uh, weird. Yeah, there's only there's only two states in the country that uh, don't allow you to pump your own gas. It's New Jersey, and I believe it's Oregon. Why? Why? Um, I believe it was made that that distinction was made in the 70s to give uh, people jobs. It was like it was like a job initiative, and it only stuck in these two states, and they kind of just stayed with it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, I just I kind of like getting out of my car, saying, 
hey, how's it going, man? $10 regular. And then going into the store, doing my business, coming out, and then just driving away because I'm done. How how do you pay for it? Is it just a normal machine at the at the pump? Yeah, it's cash, card, anything. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, here in Texas and what? Uh, every 40, other 48 every other state. Other states, 48 other states, we have to pay and, and pump rate ourselves. But, but hey, I mean, I, I love going to other states when I get to pump my own gas. Oh, my God, I feel like a champ. <laughs> but I remember years ago, the first time I did it, I'm like, I don't know, what the fuck am I supposed to do? What is this? I had I had like I was like you know eighteen year old kid driving up to Canada, and I was like in New York State, and I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? What, what am I? Do? What do I do? Wait, uh, I mean, of course you you had to have known that New Jersey was like one of two states. Like, no, you, I had no idea. So when you stopped at a gas station in New York, you just sat there. <laughs> kind of right? just, I kind of just sat there for like ten minutes. For a few minutes. Hey, and then, the my, gas and then my, my, then my buddy looks at me. He's like, I think we have to do it ourselves. How young were you? Was I hope, hopefully there was not two years ago. Okay, <laughs> I was like seventeen or eighteen. Okay, good. I had like just gotten my driver's license. <laughs> so my buddy's like, I think we have to do it ourselves. I'm like. What? <laughs> what? Like, what kind of crazy backward state is this? Uh. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool, but, I mean, some people take it way too far with their fucking bumper stickers. What? What? I don't even know what that means. What bumper stickers? Oh, my God. I see bumper stickers all the time, like, Jersey girls don't pump gas. And I'm like, what? Shut up. What? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Don't be proud of this. Don't make it like a feminist, like a feminist rights movement thing. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's not that at all. It's just... Look at me. I'm a Jersey girl. Eh, shut uh, up. Whatever. Uh have some more hairspray. I guess an anti-feminist rights movement because real, <laughs> real feminists pump their own gas. How about that? Some of them do. Some of them do. Anyway, it's also really fun when you see people from out of state try to pump their own gas, and the gas attendant yells at them. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, "That's illegal." <laughs> what? That what the fuck? <laughs> that actually that happened to me once here in Austin. There was like I, I was like going to work, uh, like in a rush. I needed gas. And I stopped at a gas station that was, uh, they had somebody pumping gas. Oh, okay. And I got out of the car and some guy came up to my, gar- <laughs> came up to my car and was, was like, was like what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like he, he basically said, you know, I have to pump. This is a, a, we'll it's go- not a, it's not a self-serve. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a self-serve. I was trying to think of the word for it. So it's not a self-serve. And I go, you know what? Never mind. I'm I'm going somewhere else. I <laughs> did not what? want to deal Never with that. Never mind. <laughs> I got got in a car left, and I'm pretty sure he's had that exchange with like hundreds of people. Oh, I'm sure. Because it's, sure. it's, it's 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 Texas. It's Austin, one of the most one of the busiest uh, busiest cities in the state. So we 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 pump our own gas. We we do it all, Matt. So well, yeah, that's what you guys do. You're good at it. Yeah, we're good at it. If there's something we're good at, Texans is pumping our own gas. <laughs> 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 Let me ask you this. Uh, the, the, this is another question for Hey, which is drinking? Has there ever been a drink or a type of alcohol that you can't drink now because you've it? it you cross that line. I will never touch tequila ever again. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so, that and Jack Daniels. Oh, Jack Daniels is rough. Um, is rough. It, it gets to the point where if I smell Jack Daniels, I start to, like, heave. Ugh. Like, I just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I used to drink that when I was younger, and I just, I won't do it again. And tequila just, it, you know, makes me throw up immediately. That's like an automatic, <laughs> like, I don't feel well. <laughs> Yeah, I I had the same thing with uh, vodka and and vodka cranberries. See, I've actually gotten 
like I didn't used to drink vodka, but I got used to it. I was just like, oh, it's like booze water. It's literally booze water because it's clear. <laughs> I can totally get down on this. I I used to down vodka cranberries, uh, but then something very bad happened. At, what what at, kind of vodka? It, that's it depends. You need the, the right kind. I don't even know what it was because it had. This was at a piano bar. Okay. And oh, like a little cabaret type deal. Kind no, not really. You know, it's just it's, it's a piano. People playing pianos. That's the entertainment. That's what's going on at the piano bar. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it's not a cabaret. No, right. it's not a cabaret at all. At least I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. Um, I had so many that I blacked out. Wow. And uh, I don't know how many times you've blacked out, Matt, but I've done it maybe... Oh, well, I've lost count. <laughs> For me, though, it's only been maybe two or three times, and I haven't blacked out myself in, like, f- years, like five years, maybe. Uh, but no, this was when I was pretty young and stupid, and I had way too many... Can- <laughs> way too many... Uh, vodka cranberries. Yeah. <laughs> and I wake up the next morning... Okay, last thing I remember was me, you know, uh, just wallflower at this at this piano bar, and I, I saw people from work, and I go, hey, hey, I was drinking, and then that's hey, it. Hey, hey. And then, <laughs> then boom, I wake up in my bed, and I go, hey. You're just like, you're like, hey, guys. They're like, oh, God, Marcelo's drunk. <laughs> I wake up in a bed, I wake up in my bed the next morning, and I go, hey, I made it back safe. Cool. <laughs> and then my roommate. Oh, I've been there before. It's cool. And, it's fine. And then, and then my roommate comes in, and he goes, Listen, <laughs> listen. It, we need it, to talk. <laughs> we left your car in downtown San Antonio because this is when I was living in San Antonio. And he goes, "Okay, all right. so this was like like ten years ago, Jesus. easily." And he goes, "Listen, we need to go back. We need to get your car. It's a whole deal." And I was like, "What happened?" And this is like, a thing we need to do. <laughs> He goes, you were so drunk that I had to carry you down the stairs. Oh, no. I don't remember any of this. None of this is in my mind. It's a wow. lost night. And so then I went to work the next morning or whatever, like Monday, and my coworker is like, who wasn't there, like she just heard from the other coworkers who were there. My coworker was like, Listen, like I know what happened because they're talking. Um, you got so you got so drunk that you started grinding on these girls who were there, the coworkers. Oh no! And I'm like, what? This is a, this is an HR nightmare waiting to happen. I'm like, what? I don't remember <laughs> this at all. The most horrific time in my life. Wow. I do not remember, but yeah, wow. I made a huge ass of myself on the dance floor, apparently at wow. the piano bar. And wow. it's just gone from my memory. So wow. that's why I don't touch vodka cranberries. That's the story well, of that. Okay, well, uh, I'll, okay, since you shared your most embarrassing drinking that's, moment. That, okay, let me think. Yeah, that may be my most embarrassing. Because like the, the, okay. the, the other times I think we're just at home and I just drank way too many uh, margaritas. And I was well, then on- you're, you're not in public. Yeah, but that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I embarrassed myself in front of my, you know, then girlfriend. But, but no, uh, yeah, in public, that for sure, my vodka cranberry experience was my most embarrassing. Okay, well, mine was uh, me and a bunch of friends drove up to Brooklyn one night to go to a concert, uh, and we decided before the concert, you know, because we were geniuses, to do a bar crawl. <laughs> oh man. Okay, and it started off at this little bar called Excelsior, which. 
I wanted to go in because I thought, oh, Excelsior, that's Stan Lee's catchphrase. It's going to be a nerd bar. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a gay bar with, you know, that, that was the thing that we walked in on. You know, we hung out with the softball team. Like it was, it was very interesting. So then we just kept going from bar to bars and up in Brooklyn, they have like happy meals where you get like a can of beer and a shot for like $3. So yeah, we did a bunch of those. And then it got to be like an hour before the show, and we're like, oh, let's go to one more bar. Come on, let's do this. Um, so I got really loud at the bar, and my buddy immediately comes over. He's like, get this man a glass of water, please. He needs this. He needs water now. So then, you know, I, I drink the water. I go outside to have a cigarette. I tell two strangers to go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, and he's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. No, he's just drunk. Leave him alone. Keep walking, please. Keep walking. Um, we never made it to the concert. Um <sighs> because I was sitting on the curb vomiting into my own lap and uh, my buddy who paid for all the concert tickets was like welp let's drive home (laughs) (laughs) oh man because Uh, Matt has made a mess of himself yeah and they didn't even let me sit in the the passenger seat like like he drove my car all the way back to like Tom's River New Jersey and I I vividly remember even though I was like really drunk I vividly remember him driving through tolls because he didn't know where my change was in the car <laughs> he's just like he's like it's fine bill me i'm like oh god so yeah i got home okay but um i'll never live that night down oh see that that reminds me of my okay I'm but there see. was a really cool there was a really cool bar there because we did get to hang there was a bar we could bring your dog oh well that's that's great so like we got to hang out with like random people's like puppies and stuff and it was wonderful the place was called the salty dog in brooklyn Ooh, nice. Uh, lots of fun, lots of fun. So look that up if you're in Brooklyn. Uh, if it's still in business. This was like <laughs> this was like 10 years ago. Yeah, the, uh, all these stories are like 10-year-old stories because my... Okay, I'll give one more, real quick one. Because nowadays my sad drinking stories are like, I was watching movies at home and I drank too much and I passed out on the couch. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's... That's safe. <laughs> it's very safe. But back back when I was dumb and out in public, uh, I have one more story where it was a yes, going please. it was a it was a going away party for me. I was I was moving from San Antonio to Georgia uh, for six months. Hey, my dad lived in Georgia. Yeah, uh, as a quote unquote deployment in the Air Force. Okay. Yeah, that's what they called it. I don't understand how that's a deployment, but anyway. <laughs> We're deploying uh, you to another state. There's <laughs> a, there's there's a beach there. It's deployment. It's ridiculous. I had to go to I had to go to you know military training for deploy uh, for actual deployed people. You know to <laughs> go to Georgia. It was dumb. Anyway, um, but yeah, my coworkers had a going away party for me, and I was like, okay, let's do this. But this was the night before I had to drive from Texas to Georgia. They didn't. So they didn't actually deploy you. You had to drive yourself. I had to drive myself. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Okay. It, it's yeah. It was dumb, Matt. It was dumb. Uh, but no, we had a going away party. That's ridiculous. <laughs> don't, don't. You're in the you're you're in the military. They should be paying for your flight. Do not do, don't get stuck on this little nitpick, Matt. It's dumb. I'm telling you, it's dumb. How can I not get stuck on this nitpick? <laughs> this makes no sense. But yes, I had to drive. Well, you're deployed. I hope you enjoy your drive. What? No. <laughs> Texas to Georgia. Pay for we, my flight. <laughs> we had a crazy night. I, of course, blacked out from the experience. As you do. And my roommate... Uh, no, at that point, he was my just my friend, not my roommate yet. But my friend drove me back to the barracks, you know, the dorms where I lived. Yeah. 
he drove my car and I did not find this out until the the morning after but apparently I was in the passenger seat I for whatever reason I stuck my head outside of Aww, the, like of a little puppy car, dog like a puppy <laughs> and I vomited all across the side of the car I've done that <laughs> Uh, I actually I told the guy who was driving me I was like uh, pull over so I pulled o- he he pulls over I start I open up the door to vomit and then I fall out of the car into the puddle of vomit Jesus Christ this is a fun episode uh, but no I mean I was the car was in motion and I did that and it was like spewed across, it was like somebody who like like painted it across, like on the side of the car and of Ugh. course. I hung over the next morning, had to clean all of that up. Well, yeah, that's what you do. It was like the most terrible. You earned I felt. it. It was the most terrible I felt in a long time, and I also lost my wallet. Oh, I've done that. Like, luckily, I had my like my military ID, my driver's license, and my credit card with me, but my wallet was gone. But man, I, then I was like, I was like, I had a fever. Like for my drive, I had to pull over, go to a hotel, and just I just I just sat in a bathtub, sick, as I like, more sick than I've ever been in my life. Is it, it weird? A- is it weird that I don't even want to talk about movies this episode? But I just want to like <laughs> this is fine. Just, just reminisce. <laughs> like maybe we'll talk about a maybe we'll talk about a movie or two. But I mean, I'm having a good time. This is fun. This is a good episode. I like this. <laughs> but no, man. Oh god. So those okay. The last two stories I told were like the biggest. Uh, like blackout drug stories I've told. So Oof. the last, like, yeah, the because yeah, since then, yeah, I, like I said before, I got drunk uh, at home drinking margaritas. I was watching. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, yeah. you sit at home and you drink now because yeah. we're adults. Yeah, and that's what we do. So I, we're not dumb fucking kids. I'm not gonna. Okay, here's another story. I'll tell another story real quick. We're not. Uh, we're not taking. We're not like putting shots of Everclear in our mouths and spitting them out onto an open flame <laughs> to be like, "Look, I'm the Human Torch." The the last time I had a drunken public uh, incident happen, it wasn't because I was drunk, uh, and I don't want. I'm not. Of course, I'm not going to name names, but I was with somebody out on a date, and they were just hammered. Uh, Oof. They, it, it. I mean, I'm sure you've gone through that. Too, I, I, I that's never happened to me where I'm like the sober one. Well, you're the sober one, and I have to contr- I have to diffuse the situation. In and the I wise get- words of uh, Blink One Eighty Two, I guess this is growing up. <laughs> but the thing is, it was a date, and I was I I'm like a, a bit younger than this person, and I'm like, is this person like this all the time? Because like, aha. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, but go on. <laughs> no, I, no, okay, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was a date, and I was with her, and I, because like each date we we had been on up to that point, there was drinking involved, but this one like took the cake, like, like <laughs> and we, then, uh, rum cake, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice joke there, <laughs> but no, she was drinking. Uh, uh, man, I don't know what I don't know what happened that night. I know what happened. She did. She doesn't know what happened. <laughs> Ooh, I'm that like, sounds dark. Uh, <laughs> this got dark quick because she got drunk really quick. She was like downing. I, I forget what she was having, but I was like worried about her. It's like, oh man, I I I hope you're okay. You're like, and oh man, was, what are you doing? Are you all right? She she was trying to make out with me at the at the bar, like with everybody there, and I was like, this oh. feels weird. And I, she's like, 
I went to the bar to get you know myself another beer, and the bartender goes, "Listen, she's cut off. Like she, yeah." So she gives me a cup of water for her. Hey, for- fun fact: this is this is water. Tell her it's vodka; she'll be fine. <laughs> so I go to her, you know, my date, and I go, "Listen, they're cutting us off. You can't order <laughs> anything else. Uh, your tab is closed." Like, well, did you at least get to have a beer? I got. <laughs> At that point, I mean, I, was it was it like she was cut off, but you're not, and the guy's just like, "Well, you can have a beer," but she's done. Uh, at that point, I th- I think I was done too. I think I was like, "Listen, I think we better go." Okay, they don't <laughs> they we, don't like us here. I I I, I didn't tell it, I, I didn't tell this to her, but I was like, "Listen, I think we've made a spectacle of ourselves. I think we gotta go." So she <laughs> listen, got- we're making a scene. Uh, <laughs> it's time to go. So. I, of course, I didn't tell her that because I was like, "Listen, the the cutting us off. Here's water." And she, well, was, you don't want to be the you don't want to be the buzzkill. No, and she was pissed at me. She was oh. pissed. She's like, she was pissed at me because I th- she thought I was lying. She was like, "Hey, it's like, how dare you? You want to take me out and you want to you want to have fun, but you what? You you want to cut me off? What's what? What's your fucking deal? <laughs> oh my god! And like, so, oh, so this and, date went well. For for the record, you know. Nothing happened. We, we we don't see each other anymore, so we're good. <laughs> but I was I just I, like I said I've never been in that position before. I felt really bad, so I I took her home, and that was it. And yeah, damn, uh, uh, damn I mean, son, it's it was eye opening. So I mean, I, <laughs> uh, I hope she's doing well. If you're listening, uh, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Uh, and and that happened not too long ago. That happened actually. Okay, and w- one more thing about that. I think the I'll give her I'll give her this though. The the reason why I think she was drinking so much and why she felt like she needed that relief. Well, she had a bad day. Well, it was inauguration day, January twentieth of this past year. So okay, yeah. So I mean, I think we all had a drink. Oh, that so this day. was a while ago. I thought this just happened. I thought this happened like yesterday. No, this th- no, 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 no. This happened. F- I mean, to me, fairly recently, January twentieth. It's not that no. far, like two but months yeah. ago. Yeah. So, oh boy, uh, bar stories. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I think I've exhausted all my good bar stories. I, I, uh, um, uh, I'm I'm going to save some of mine. Yes, yeah, save some of yours for other times for a future episode. But and man. I'll work on a few. <laughs> <laughs> I I would not. I, I I mean, I for in terms of stories, I can always go into like my bad date stories. But I'll save those for another episode. When can you imagine the drunken podcast episode we're going to have when I come down to Austin? It's going to be fun. I mean, I was listening back to... It's going to be a disaster. I was listening back to some of the the previous episode, because I was editing it, of course. Yeah. That's when I had, what, two drinks of whatever tequila thing I mixed up. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, that was... That was a fun listen. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the most drunk I've ever been on a podcast. Damn. Um, but yeah, you were a mess. I was a mess. By the end, I try to keep my shit together, but... It, it just wasn't working. But to no avail. To no avail. Uh, so, hey, that's a great. that was a great segment of Hey, What You Drinking? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was like a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I hope listeners enjoy that. Um, I'm sure. I know a few of our listeners. Um, uh, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. They'll have a blast. Uh, I, I'll say this. If you, lis- if you listened through all that and if you enjoyed it, tell us. Okay? Tell yeah. Us, tell, us, tell us what we're doing right, okay? I'd like some listener feedback. So um, I know one of my coworkers listens. So uh, hello, Bree. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> G- 
good, good. Yes, yes. Your your new coworker is uh, somewhat of a drunk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, not all the time. Yes, not all the time, always. But you know, hey, because I know people like that, um, and hey, they're getting better. So let's move on. <laughs> Uh, let's take a quick break because yeah, yeah. let's let's take. I actually need to go to the restroom too. Okay. Same. <laughs> so let's take a restroom break. Um, I, okay. I've been drinking. Matt has been drinking. So and then we'll talk uh, some movies. We'll, we'll actually talk about what we're here to talk about movies. So let's, yeah, let's take a break, uh, listeners. Enjoy this musical beat, uh, and then we'll back. We'll be back after this. After this message from our sponsor. And we're back. Hey, Hello. Matt. Hey. Hi. We live. Uh, yes. Uh, we were having so much fun that we needed a break, so we took one. Yes. Uh, so, you know, hey, you know, what did we come here to do? <laughs> we, we um, did, we, I think we talked We talked about, you know, doing what we do every week, which is uh, talk about what we've uh, seen recently. Yes, yes. Let's, let's do that. Um, so, what? Okay. Oh, that's right. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I know that's the at the top of the list was Kong Skull Island. Is that right? Yes, I uh, yes, not King Kong Skull Island, no. but Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. Kong. I can't ever say it because I am terrible with words. Kong 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 Skull Island. I think there it's the, you go. I think it's the double K's. Um, when when two K's come together or when two R's come together, I'm done. I, I, I and then when and then when three K's come together, it's just terrifying. <laughs> then you're living in Trump's America. But uh, no, hey, Kong, I thought we were going to mention him this episode. Awesome. What? Oh, take a drink. Uh, Kong, <laughs> I just did. Kong Skull Island. Yes, uh, we talked about this. Or actually, me and Scotts in the last episode of Hey, What You Watch and talked about you and it. The, you and the Womp. Me. <laughs> Uh, and also, I should say, me and Rocky talked about it on the Colorado Street podcast, Ooh. which came back this past week. With I, a vengeance. With a vengeance. Episode 10. Finally, we're back. Uh, oh, and I should say, very, 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 very special guest for the next episode of that podcast. Uh, I want him on this show. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, we'll see how that goes. Matt already knows who it is, but I'm not going to reveal it, obviously. Uh, but yes, fingers crossed, we pull it off, and it's an amazing let, episode. Let me repeat, I want him on this show. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, I mean, I I spent however however long on the last day which you're watching discussing Skull Island, I spent 20 minutes talking wow. about Skull Island on Colorado Street. But Matt, you finally saw it? I'm gonna I keep, did. I saw it last Thursday night. I'm going to keep my words brief. I want you to discuss Kong Skull Island. Okay. Oh, that's all we need. That reaction um, right there. Uh, okay. okay. Why, why didn't you like this as much as other people? Like, let's say, me and Rocky. Me and Rocky I don't were know. over the moon. But I want to hear why you're not hot on Skull Island. It's fine. It's just I don't I don't know. I I don't know. I honestly I don't know. It's 
it's fine, I guess. Uh, the monster fights are awesome. Uh, there's some really cool stuff they do there. Uh, Kong versus Giant Octopus is one of my favorite things that I've seen in a long time. Uh, they did a really cool thing there where, like, he, he kind of punches the, the octopus or the squid or whatever the hell it is, and it it's a nice little Finding Nemo reference where it inks all over the place. Sure. <laughs> and, there, and there's, like, a cloud of ink everywhere. I think that's really cool. That was inventive. Um... I didn't care about any of the characters at all. And That's I didn't I don't, and, and I don't think that Kong looked all that great. I like John C Riley though. <laughs> and that's all I can say about this movie. I don't know. I it was fine. It's like I don't know. Uh after okay, after Godzilla 14, I was expecting a lot more, I guess. Uh but then again, I guess it's hard to top that movie. But I don't know. Well, I will say about that is um, I came in with certain expectations. Uh, so did I. I, I well, because uh, this thing was because this thing was hyped to high heavens. It, well, not completely. I mean, Mr. Rob Trench, uh, fellow editor and writer on TalkFromSociety.com. dot com, he hyped it up pretty big. He hyped it, yeah. But I came in. Okay, here, here, here were my ex- expectations of it. I was like, I, I believe his words were, "It's the best King Kong movie in decades." <laughs> That's true. He did say that. Um, it's uh, well, it's it's not. Um, it's it's a movie that has King Kong in it, but it is not a King Kong movie. No, no, it is not a King Kong movie. I'll agree with you on that front, Matt. Hence the title. That doesn't have King Kong. in it. Because they could not get the rights to King Kong. They had to call it Kong Skull Island. Which is baffling to me, but okay. Okay, but whatever. Um, uh, what was I going to say? No, okay. My expectations were this is... In, it, it's, it's, it could not possibly top Godzilla 2014. Nothing can. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, as long as I get like a good creature feature I'm fine Uh, they're like mid to low expectations even though it's like even for me like it's like low expectations but when you have some of my favorite actors in a movie I want them to be there for a reason and not just you know for cannon fodder I don't know I I, I, I mean I'm I I like the characters for what they were they were expendable like 90% of those characters are expendable Samuel Jackson plays the bad guy and he's all he wants to do is kill Kong, and I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, I don't need much fine. More. Good luck with that. <laughs> exactly that, and I don't need much more than that. That's as much character development as I need. He just wants to kill Kong because Kong killed his uh, his, his troop. That's fine, and all the other people in that. I mean, know, it's cool that I guess you know. Loki and Captain Marvel got to hang out for a little bit. Yeah, and I'll agree. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, his character, not much there. Not much there, except, you know... All right, I'll I'll repeat what Carlos said on the way home. He's like, it was fine, but it was basically iconic scene the movie. Like... Here's Which, Kong versus here's Kong versus an octopus. Here's Tom Hiddleston in a gas mask with a sword. Here's John C. Riley with a sword. You know, like it wasn't there wasn't any real connective tissue. It was just cool trailer shots, which I loved. Okay, I you put all that together. Yes, it's messy. 
maybe because I have such a love for like the classic King Kong story that I didn't care for this all that much. Possibly, I think that's what and I and it's crazy that like Peter Jackson's King Kong came out over ten years ago, and the Kong effects look better in that than they do here. Still, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, and you effects, can thank Andy Serkis for that. <laughs> the effects haven't grown much. In- like I don't know if this Kong was motion captured. I don't know. I don't know. But if, but, or if it was just like a CG creation, because like there's no soul there with this Kong. Eh. It's, it's yeah. just, he's there. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. For what it was, I think I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Fun is a key word, Matt. It, okay. It is my fourth favorite movie starring Kong. How about that? <laughs> you accused me of not having any fun. I had a blast. I know you did. I I had so much fun. I, I had honest, fun in I had fun in fits and starts. Uh, it, it didn't uh, it didn't keep, is what I'm trying to say. The audience I saw it with were having a blast, um, you know, more of a blast than me, and it was infectious. So perhaps that kind of influenced my reaction to it. That's why I wanted to. That's see possible. It, that, that's why I wanted to see it again this past week. I might see it again this weekend. Um, I'll give it another shot. Uh, we'll see where I stand there. But the, I mean, I saw it early with like a draft house crowd who were pumped. I'm sure half of them were drunk. But but yeah, like it was a great screening, and they were laughing and and hooting and hollering during a lot of it. So yeah, sometimes that happens, Matt. Sometimes you know, or I, I sometimes I'm at you know one thing I can think of is Fantastic Fest. Like the crowds there are yeah, well, in, you know. insane. They they raise. Uh, every film there, like uh, they, they they push it up a star for me every time. So I had that type of screening during Kong Skull Island, where the crowd was amazing. Like they dug it, and they made me I think like it even more than maybe I should have. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it holds for me for a second screening. Okay. But for what it was, for what I thought it was, a a monster movie slash war movie uh, with I I I agree. It's like. Trailer shot after trailer shot. I think it all worked together for me. That kind of mess, messy thread, all those threads coming together, it worked. So I liked it. I liked it a lot. I did. I did. Um, I liked the soundtrack a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I the do soundtrack like, was pretty great. I do like the cast, even though they're not all fleshed out. Like I mean, you have yeah. John Goodman. He has like a good moment here or there. Uh, like, random, random Richard Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, he popped up there. Uh, and some com- like some comedian actors who I know from like improv comedy and podcasts. Like they're like, oh, you know, Eugene Cordero's there. Like, uh, huh. and also, oh, uh, Mark Evan Jackson's there. I believe that's his name. I, I may get who? that wrong. Exactly. You know, so the like like c- comedic actors who I wouldn't think would be in like an action movie like this, they're there. So I enjoyed hmm. that. Um, but yeah, we, you and I. Differ sometimes, Matt, and this is the, this every, every once in a while, you know. I mean, last I think was it the last big one? Uh, was it uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like we? No, there was something more recent than that. <laughs> That's the one I remember, though. Uh, no, there was definitely something more recent than that. I got mad at you for uh, liking that movie so much. Sorry, it is Mark Evan Jackson, by the way. Yeah, I had to make the I had to make sure. Who's who is he? He's a he's a funny guy. If you know podcasts, you know him. He's uh, a funny guy. Actually, I think he may be in a TV show. Let me look him up real quick. Uh, huh. Since we don't have a guest. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. He's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, he's on Parks and Rec, and he was also in Twenty Two Jump Street. If if you if you Google him, you see his face, you'll you'll go, oh, it's that guy. 
Who? Who? Mark Evan Jackson. Let me look this guy up because I have no idea who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, we have time to look things up. Uh, but because we don't have a guest, <laughs> him and uh, Eugene Cordero are two like improv comedians who I've heard on podcasts and who I enjoy on bit parts such as Mark uh, Evan Jackson. Yes, I I liked him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did nothing, but I liked him. <laughs> he he got torn apart. Uh, uh, oh no, he got stepped on pretty good. Yeah. Did he? Because I don't even remember how he died. He got stepped that's on. That's the thing. That's the thing with this movie. I don't remember how people died. Uh, I forget who died. Uh, kind of like Jurassic World way, where like a oh and oh and hey, um, this is one of those spider scenes that didn't affect me at all. Why? It was a pretty good spider scene. I don't know. The spider didn't do anything. It was oh. just fucking. It was just fucking walking. Minding its own business. It wasn't hunting anyone. It was just like, burr, 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 Cannibal Holocaust reference. Burr, 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 <laughs> shoot me. Uh, fine. It's like, we get it. Cannibal Holocaust is a thing that happened in the jungle. You, we get it. Yeah. And it's crazy. I've talked about this movie for the last three podcasts that people will hear on this Talk From Society feed. I'm sorry. But I will say... Thank goodness for Kong Skull Island. <laughs> what do you mean, thank goodness? You didn't like it. It got me on my current kick, which is a buttload of Godzilla movies. Oh, uh, okay. Let's transition out of Kong Skull, Kong Skull Island. Again, I mean, I'll say real quick, I had fun. And I'll say, I get... I'll just say this. I don't understand, Matt, why you or other people are not as high on this as I am. It's I kind don't of know. it's baffling to me, but I have to move on. This this happens sometimes. It's I, I hate to bring this up again, but I don't. It, it's one of those things where, like me saying, I don't know why Hell or High Water is so renowned. I don't understand. It's a good movie. Sometimes it happens. I, some some things are just I don't. They just happen. I mean, people react to movies differently, and I don't understand why people don't like this as much as me so let's move on but yeah like i was saying i mean thank goodness for this movie because it reignited my love for monster movies you had a monster <laughs> mash oh my goodness okay as soon as i got home from kong skull island i popped in the blu-ray for godzilla 2014 and if anyone has a newspaper by them go to the business section and you will find a photo of Godzilla 14 because this movie is the business. Oh, and man, if how? <laughs> and if your newspaper and if your newspaper does not have that, uh, you're reading fake news. You should stop. How long have you had that in your holster, Matt? <laughs> oh, for about three years now. <laughs> I've just added the the fake news wrinkle to that joke, so uh, yeah. everything's fine. Makes it time. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, Godzilla fourteen is a bona fide masterpiece. Uh, it is everything that I've ever wanted out of a Godzilla movie. It's it takes itself very seriously. It has a cast filled with memorable characters, and the monster fights are extremely badass. And it follows that classic Jaws mold of don't show too much, you know. Like, show a little bit of the fight and then cut away to something else. Like, I really love that aspect of this movie. I think it's I think it's one of the best blockbusters to come along in about a decade. I love it. I do. I As know. you should. I mean, every everything is great about this movie. I mean, how many times has that line popped into your head by Ken Watanabe? Just, hey, let him fight. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so wonderful. 
See, I and and also you know going back to me not understanding things, I I actually do understand why people don't like this movie because it's uh, not enough monster fighting. Yeah, exactly. And but yeah. you know what? But when you do get the monster fights, holy shit, is it cool? Yeah, it's it has the best finisher that I've seen in a, in anything since like a Mortal Kombat video game. It's it's Godzilla <laughs> breathing fire down this thing's throat, ripping its head off and then just like doing a mic drop. Just like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out. See, and when it's not uh reaching those heights of, you know, great finisher moves, like there's atmosphere throughout the whole thing. Yes. Like, one of my favorite moments is Early on, when when we don't see the full Godzilla, when he when it's uh, that scene at the airport. Oh, Hawaii! Yes. Yeah, oh my god! Hawaii, when you just see his foot. Oh yeah, and like, oh my god, that one part where like the Mudo—that's the monster. He'll, he'll like he chucks something, and it hits one airplane, and then the airplane next to it explodes, and then the other one explodes, and then you see the foot come in. It's like, oh, oh damn, this is awesome. It's excellent. Um, so I get why people don't like that because yeah, it. You know, some would say it's you know slow, but no, it is not slow for me. Like, no, it's not. It keeps moving yeah. because it's it's not slow because things are happening. Yeah. There are really cool, like, character moments that are occurring. Yeah, and, and speaking of character, another complaint is... I want to I point to these complaints and say why they're wrong. Uh, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is not, like, fully developed. He's kind of bland. Like, no, I, I think it's... He's an audience cipher. Exactly. Like, he, he doesn't need that full development. He has enough. Like, his father died, and he... Yeah. Like, that's what drives him. Like, you don't really... And need- he's married to his sister. <laughs> Which is weird. Well, uh, no, that's a, that's a Marvel joke. But I hey, know <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that in the same year, right, that they had mm-hmm. Godzilla and within months of each other, yeah, Avengers Age. Of it was very, very, very bizarre. That's weird. But anyway, yeah, um, uh, get siblings banging. That's weird. Maybe people don't like that. But no, I, okay, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think the, the only f- bad part about the movie is Brian Cranston's wig. <laughs> That's it. Everything else is great. I was going to say... Aaron- his, his wig is a blight on this film. Other than that, everything is awesome. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I mean, I liked Aaron Taylor... Because, oh my god, he's great in it, but that wig, oof. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, I like him. He's essentially uh, an army man character. Like the- yeah, I like him. I like uh, Sally Hawkins is great in this. Uh, like I said before, Ken Watanabe, amazing. Yeah. And yeah, like I, of course, of course, you would put Ken Watanabe in a Godzilla movie. Like all Come those uh, Spielbergian uh, wings, nods here and nods, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like them. I, I think that was was it the same year that Jurassic World came out? I think it was twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, possibly. I think so. Uh, a better, you know, Spielbergian movie uh, in Godzilla, then, obviously, yeah, than uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, for sure. I have to look that up. I forgot where I forget when Jurassic World came out. Twenty fourteen, yeah. Okay, good. I was right. But yeah. Uh man. Three years but ago. But yeah, no, that movie I, I love Godzilla fourteen and moving on. I also picked up uh nineteen eighty four's uh The Return of Godzilla. Um this was basically a reboot of the franchise by Toho. Uh it's a very dark movie. Uh, it, it ignores 30 years of sequels after the 1954 original, and it's basically a it's a direct sequel to that movie. Uh, Godzilla hasn't been around for a long, for 30 years, but he's back. 30 years later, he returns. Uh, basically, 
they dispense with all of that thing throughout the 60s and 70s where, you know, Godzilla's a good guy fighting for humans. Yeah, no. He he is a, just a destructive force of nature. And much like how the original was a um, an allegory for, you know, the 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 atrocities that happened at uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. This is a really great uh, Cold War movie. Um, there's a lot of scenes of, you know, bureaucrats like at like the UN fighting for Japan's place in the world, all while Godzilla is destroying Tokyo and and all of Japan in the process. It's really, really cool. I mean, this movie, uh, Americans probably saw it growing up uh, called uh, Godzilla 1985, where they basically made a direct sequel to the Godzilla King of the Monsters, the Americanized version of the original Godzilla, where you had Raymond Burr uh, describing what's happening and all that. Uh, and they brought him back for Godzilla 1985, the oh, American wow. cut. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's basically a direct sequel to that one. But I'm glad that they ran with this, and I'm glad that... Um, the label is called Kraken Releasing, uh, like Release the Kraken. Um, they put out a bunch of uncut original Godzilla movies on Blu-ray over the past few years, and last year they finally put out The Return of Godzilla. Uh, until then, it wasn't available in the States in its Japanese form. You could only find a VHS copy of Godzilla 1985. Uh, bless them for releasing this, because it is one of the best in the entire series. Awesome, yeah. I haven't heard much about this movie, and I'm glad... You've informed me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really good. It's just classic Cold War cinema. It really strikes into the tone of the times. Yeah, I, I need to watch it. I need to watch a lot of... Cause, uh, um, oh, if you've heard Colorado Street, uh, you know that me and Rocky went to go see Kong Skull Island together. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, uh, after that screening, Rocky uh, was, like, pumped about... Well, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but... Uh, there's maybe a mention or two within the movie of... Oh, the post credit scene, which is yeah. the best scene in Skull Island, yes? <laughs> no, that's, 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 I'm trying not. Okay, okay, when you tease my favorite Godzilla monster, it's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> anyway, jumping off from that, he was like... Because we'll oh. be talking about that, that, uh, that sharp lady in quite a little bit. Uh, j- jumping off from that point, he was uh, ecstatic because he was just re-watching a lot of those movies with his son... And, nice, and I was like, "Oh, I I felt like I need to jump into this series because I am. It's one of my blind spots, Matt. I need to. Oh, it is. Oh man, then you're gonna learn a lot this episode. <laughs> so you have plenty more in your holster. I know. Uh, well, also next up, I rewatched. I Jesus, second week in a row, I'm watching this movie. I watched the 1976 King Kong uh, because I imported the Blu-ray from Japan. Because nice. America is not cool enough for a Blu-ray release, so I got out my little Google Translate app so I could navigate the menus. Um, I looked uh, hard and long at the benefits menu. That was a fun little, fun little thing. That was an ingenious thing to do, of you, Matt. Yeah, I never thought of doing that before because I didn't know the Google Translate app could translate photos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, th- th- so yes, I wish I had done this back when I imported my David Lynch box set, so I could understand what those menus meant. This episode, even though I, even though I took four years of German, I don't speak a lick of it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Google Translate app. Uh, Bless down- your hearts. Down- download it now. And yeah, um, it does some cool things. Yeah, and I liked this movie a lot more my second time watching it uh, in in the span of a week. And it was really cool to actually watch like a 25-minute making-of uh, bonus feature on the disc. 
Um, really cool stuff. Uh, the transfer on this Blu-ray uh, is terrific. Uh, it's a Studio Canal release, and you know they usually do pretty good stuff. And I'm kind of surprised this hasn't been released in America because, come on, guys, Skull Island just came out. This is your opportunity. You could have done it. Well, I guess in the states, it's not um, perhaps not as widely appreciated. Maybe as maybe? overseas, maybe. Because I mean, honestly, like me, I, I I do like the movie. Last time I saw it, I remember saying, "Hey, it's not that bad." But no, it, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I mean, watching it this time, I picked up on a lot more. Uh, watching the making of, uh, they talk about Jessica Lange's performance. Uh, this one film critic talks about that and how, at release, everyone thought it was terrible. But I mean, looking back at her performance, she's really pulling off uh, the ditzy. Hollywood actress that she's playing like that's the character like she's not just giving a bad performance she's giving the performance that this bad actress in the movie would give I mean I mean you look at Jessica Lange's career she went on a few years later to star in uh, all that jazz she's won two Oscars uh, a couple years after this I mean she's a great actress she knows what she's doing and even in her first film role yeah she had it she was great (laughs) Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, like I said, uh, I like it. You like it, but I think we we might be in the minority here. In the and plus, yeah. and plus, any opportunity to stare at a, a young shirtless Jeff Bridges for two hours is uh, <laughs> okay with me. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> I I do need to see it again. Uh, it's currently on uh, Amazon Prime streaming. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. I actually need to watch that and also Jackson's King Kong. Yes, you do. And um, I might as well watch the the previously mentioned Godzilla 2014 again. Yes. Watch all these movies, and also every other Godzilla movie ever made. So, good luck finding them on streaming because they are not available. Uh, it's gonna be a long, hard battle. Well, but, go down uh, to Vulcan Video. I'm sure you can rent a bunch. Oh shit, you're right. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go down there next time. I'm sure you'll be able to rent a whole bunch that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Actually, I have to go down there to pick up some Steven Soderbergh movies. Uh, for future episodes of Soderbergh 2020. No, 2828. I, I got the title of my podcast wrong. I mean, it, You're fine. It, 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 it's, a, uh, it's a weird title anyway. Soderbergh 2828. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I don't, have, uh, I don't have the sheet in front of me, so what else are we talking about, Matt? All right. I watched King Kong vs. Godzilla from 1962. Yay. No. What? <laughs> Is this bad? <laughs> No, come on. Oh, my goodness. Um, I loved this movie when I was a kid. This is not nearly as good as I remember. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, But, you know, hey, the the fights are cool, you know? The fights are fun, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not very good. It's uh, terribly racist. Um, I'll tell you that much. I I could do with a lot less of uh, Japanese people in blackface. (laughs) <laughs> or like, or I guess it would be brownface. I don't know. Whatever. They're trying to be like the King Kong Island people, and it's not working at all, especially in high definition. <laughs> oh man, I... it's like I, I, I mean, I totally forgot about that aspect of this movie, and I'm like, oof. And then you have that wretched Godzilla, uh, I mean, King Kong outfit, which might be the worst gorilla suit I've ever seen. Oh. Well, it is a literal dumpster fire. Like it is not good. It is a bad monkey suit. I, Ape. I am disappointed by this revelation. 
And I watched the American cut that's available on Blu-ray from Universal where King Kong wins. Wait, what's the difference? What, uh, King Kong? Well, in the, in the Japanese cut, Godzilla wins. But in the American cut, King Kong wins. That's the only difference? Uh, yeah. And it's also... There's, there's a couple differences in like the inter, inter-scenes. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, it's, I, it's whatever. It's it's stupid. I still want to see it. I, I, I want to see it. That King Kong suit is bad, though. Uh, Oof. I know one of our writers on TalkFromSociety.com wrote about it, right? Sarah Jane, yes. Sarah Jane wrote about it, and Rocky was actually talking about it after our Kong Skull Island screening. Uh, well, hey, if if in the new King Kong versus Godzilla, at least King Kong will look better than this. Yeah, let's hope so. And oof, like we mentioned, um, like uh, last episode, he'll be even bigger than Kong mm-hmm. Skull Island. So that you know, yeah. I, I I I looked up that I, I looked up that fact um, uh, with my friend a few a few nights ago. Like apparently, Kong is only twenty five feet in the original and in Peter Jackson's uh, versions. And yes. then he's like fifty feet in the seventy. What was it? Seventy six version. I forgot what year it came out. All right, let me find this chart. I have this chart saved on my phone. And actually, and Kong is one hundred feet in Skull Island. Let's see. Okay, in the original Kong, he was eighteen feet tall. Eighteen feet. What? The, yes. the, the site I read was twenty five. But anyway. Okay, I went to uh, ComingSoon.net. They have a whole big chart. Um, in. King Kong vs. Godzilla, he was 148 feet. 148? Uh, in, yes. Uh, in King Kong Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, he's 100. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King Kong, Peter Jackson, he's 25 feet tall. Yeah. 76, he was 50 feet tall. Yeah, yeah, I got that right. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Um, but and yeah, apparently I, between the between King Kong 76 and the sequel, King Kong Lives, he grew 10 feet, but okay, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't realize that in uh, in in the versus movie he was what one hundred and what feet like like one hundred and fifty feet tall because well, he's like, got to be he's got to be as tall as Godzilla exactly so I I mean I thought it was a big deal and he's still shorter than Godzilla in that movie I thought it was a big deal people saying oh you know in Kong Skull in Kong Skull Island you know King Kong will be the biggest we've ever seen but no he's only hundred feet and in King Kong versus Godzilla he's only yeah he's, he's, he's taller yeah. than that. Yeah, come on, Hollywood. You ain't tricking me. Uh, but hey, in the inevitable King Kong versus Godzilla, well, it'll uh, just be Kong versus Godzilla because they can't get the rights. <laughs> and Kong versus Godzilla, that's gonna grind my gears. <laughs> he's gonna be at least three hundred and fifty feet uh, to match Godzilla. So yeah, the tallest we will will have ever seen. Kong. Next, next up, I watched King Kong Escapes. From oh. 1967. Uh, okay, this is based on a Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 60s. There was a King Kong-like Saturday morning cartoon. And they took elements from that, you know, like the supervillains and stuff, and adapted it into a feature film where King Kong is hypnotized and forced to fight a robot Mecha Kong. What? Um, yes. Uh, the this supervillain. Yes. Oh my god, yes. Uh King Kong fights a giant robot King Kong and this movie is goofy as all get out and oh my god, I'm so happy it is. This is not a good movie by any means, but holy shit is it a good time. Uh I had so much stupid fun with this. Um this guy uh it was actually directed by Ishiro Honda who did the original 
1954 Godzilla. Uh, he actually did a lot of uh, the Godzilla movies. Uh, he did this. He did the Japanese sequences for King Kong vs. Godzilla. Uh, he was actually a co-director for Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, so Ishiro Honda has a storied career uh, doing uh, both kaiju movies and more serious fare. Uh, this movie is silly, and I love it. It is just so stupid to watch a hypnotized King Kong uh, in another bad gorilla suit, better than the King Kong vs. Godzilla suit, of course, uh, fight a robot uh, ape. It's really, really fun, and uh, there's a guy in it that kind of looks like Sean Connery, and... Uh, <laughs> And I remember uh, <laughs> uh, Carlo walked in the room while I was watching. And he's like, who's this Sean Connery looking loser? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really goofy. It's super fun. Um, I actually got it as a DVD two pack uh, back in high school when I bought this and King Kong versus Godzilla. A lot of fun. Uh, I would recommend this one if you just want to have it on in the background while you're putting shelves together. <laughs> <laughs> Only in that condition. Yes. Oh, and I will say that all of the Godzilla movies I watched, I watched with English dubbing. Okay, okay. I think they're more fun that way. Uh, I mean, some people might disagree. They're snobs. They're like, hey, well, you have to see it in the uh, in the original no, Japanese I'm good. language. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing... I'm working while I'm doing yeah, watching exactly, this thing, so. so... You have a good reason. Uh, Next yeah. up... To keep going. Uh, keep going. I... I watched one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Um, outside of the original, uh, this probably is my favorite. I watched Godzilla vs. Hedera from 1971, directed by Yoshimitsu Bano. Uh, it is the only film he has written and directed, uh, but he has produced other movies, including uh, Godzilla 14. Ooh. Uh, this movie, uh, much like the original, was a allegory for what happened in... Uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, this time, they decided uh, he's going to tackle uh, the ne the next biggest uh, thing of the time back in the seventies: pollution. Uh, Hedera is a in America. This was known as Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Now he is a a beast that feeds off of human pollution, uh, all the horrible shit that we put into the the planet, and it just makes him stronger and allows him to evolve and get and get better and better. Um, Hedera is an awesome monster. Uh, this is one of those rare movies where it has a lead child performance, and it's not terrible. Uh, I can always appreciate that. This movie is super fun. It has its own James Bond-esque theme song. Uh, it has weird uh, animated sequences that teach the audience about pollution. Ooh. It's really, really cool. Uh, the costume design for Hedera and Godzilla are great in this. Godzilla flies in this movie. Nice. Uh, he, he like uses his fire breath to fly. Uh, this movie is batshit insane. Uh, if viewers are going to watch this, do it as a double feature with House. <laughs> Uh, because it's basically that same uh, everything-in-the-kitchen-sink type of filmmaking that you see in uh, Haosu. And, yeah, this movie is amazing. Uh, there's awesome scenes where the, the hetero monster will just, like, drop sludge on an entire nightclub of people, and they're all dead. It's, it's really gruesome. It, he, it's one of the few monsters in the Godzilla canon that, like, takes pleasure in what it's doing. Like, after it kills people and, like, attacks Godzilla, it laughs. Jeez. Like, 
yeah, this movie is batshit crazy. I remember renting this when I was a kid and forcing my parents to watch it, and they're like, "What is this? Why? Why? Why do? Why are you making us watch Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster?" And yeah, this made me a lifelong fan, and I am just so happy that yet again, Kraken releasing put this out on Blu-ray a few years ago. Uh, the transfer is terrific. The sound quality is great. And uh, it's just a super fun movie. It's probably the best of the 70s Godzilla movies. All right. I have one more Godzilla movie. I watched uh, Godzilla vs. Mothra from 1964, uh, also directed by Ishiro Honda, uh, the director of the original Godzilla. And um, growing up, this was my favorite. Uh, Like I said before, we'd be talking about my favorite Godzilla monster and... You guessed it. It's Mothra. Uh, I just have a thing for this awesome, awesome giant moth. Uh, This was the fourth movie in the Godzilla franchise. And uh, holy shit, this movie is so much fun. It's it's the story of there is a giant, uh, basically like an Easter egg, that washes up on the shores of Japan. So a uh, marketing company basically steals it. Uh, from the islanders and decides to charge admission for you know common folk to come and see the giant easter egg turns out that that was mothra's egg and her island people do not appreciate that marketing and consumerism has taken over uh if there's one thing i can say about these godzilla movies is that at least the early ones they they tackled a lot of social issues which i appreciate uh on top of all the awesome monster fights um one of the best parts in this movie is the two little twins. Uh, Mother is protected by two tiny twins. Uh, they are about six inches tall. They're these two little Japanese women, and they sing a song to Mothra to bring it to life. And Mothra basically beats the shit out of Godzilla, and it's really, really cool. You know, flapping its wings, toxic gas is happening. Uh, and then Mothra's two children, which are just larvae, uh, decide to wrap them up in a, co- in a cocoon and uh, send them into the ocean where Godzilla can go away forever. Uh, this movie's really cool. Uh, I'm very excited that um, the girl from Stranger Things is going to be in the new Godzilla movie. Ah. Uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's called Godzilla King. Yeah, Godzilla King of Monsters. And it's uh, Millie Bobby Brown. She plays um, the lead in Stranger Things. And deep down inside, I'm really hoping that they do some type of like Army Hammer, like twin work and make her into the twins. <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. And I mean, and looking into that movie right now, the cast is forming to be really good. Uh, you have her, you have Vera Farmiga, you have Kyle Chandler, Ken Watanabe's coming back. Uh, yeah, that movie's going to be really cool. And yeah, Mothra vs. Godzilla is a super fun uh, monster movie from the early 60s. Uh, love it so much. Uh, Mothra's a badass. Uh, she is the best. Nice. And and thus ends her... That's another one you need to see. <laughs> uh, which one? The one you just said? All of these. All of- <laughs> Fine, I'll watch all... And hey, um, while I was taking my break, I realized... Um, since Carlo and I are consolidating our collections, uh, we have two copies of Godzilla vs. Hedera, the Smog Monster, so you'll be getting a DVD of that. I'll, I'll take that. I'll yeah, you'll sure. be getting the you'll be getting the DVD of that. Uh, even for DVD, it's a really good transfer, and uh, I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. I think this was in our scrapped first run uh, of this recording, but you threatened to send me a copy of uh, Flipper. 
Yes. Uh, don't. You would, you would much rather have Godzilla versus Hedera. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Send me that okay. instead of Flipper. Do not send me okay. Flipper. Uh, I, I will report you to the authorities. I'll also make a list of all the other doubles we have, and I'll probably send you a few more along yeah, with that. Uh, feel free to. Um, but don't. Uh, oh, man. Godzilla versus the Smog Monster is so fucking fun. Do not send me Flipper. Okay. But yeah, no, I'll send you a copy of this one. It's uh, super cool. You'll love it. So that was your Kaiju Godzilla King Kong run. Yep, and since I just bought a whole ton of these movies today, uh, expect the this talk to occur over the next few weeks. Kind of like uh, late last year when I did all those Woody Allen movies, I'll be talking about a lot of Godzilla movies. Just as great. Uh, Woody yeah, Allen much. equals Godzilla King Kong. Yeah, for the, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. All right. uh, Let's not be silly. <laughs> I thought this. I thought, I thought that was the point of the show to be silly. Sometimes. Uh, speaking of silly, I don't. I don't know what's next. You have the list. Well, as I've discussed on recent episodes, uh, Carlo and I uh, are going through our movies in alphabetical order, and we are still in the numbers because we take forever to do everything. Well, uh, on Sunday we watched both of the Jump Street movies, and yeah. I had only seen the first one, uh, which is still a lot of fun. It's not the best movie, uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. And then I finally was able to see 22 Jump Street for the first time. And this is so much better than the first one. It, it, it takes Hollywood machine sequels, like, you know, that whole conveyor belt system that they have, yeah. and just flips it on its head. Uh, it subverts all of your expectations on what you think a sequel should be. Uh, it even starts off, you know, trying something different, and then they go into the office and they're like, you know what, let's just do more of the same. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> so guess what? Instead of going to high school, they go to college. And it is a lot of fun. Um, Jonah Hill may be a shitbag of a human being in real life, but in this, he is pretty great. Uh, but I'm sorry, the real draw here is Channing Tatum. Uh, yet again, proving he is one of the most versatile, versatile performers in Hollywood today. Uh, this guy can do anything, really. He, he just can. It's all every, Everything you can think of is in this man's skill set, whether it be comedy, whether it be drama. Uh, I want to see this guy do a sci-fi movie. Uh, I think this guy could pull off anything you throw at him. Uh, he, please, he did this, and uh, right, be right before this, he had done Foxcatcher. So I mean, yeah, he's pretty versatile. The guy can, guy runs the gamut of what he can do. Uh, I love Twenty Two Jump Street. I think it's one of the best uh, action comedies I've seen in years, and I. I'm so happy that the that uh, Lord and Miller have the have the reins on uh, Han Solo. Uh, if it's anything like these movies, I think we're in for quite the treat. Uh, I love Twenty Two Jump Street. It's definitely better yeah. Than I'm the first. Yeah, I'm very happy that I finally saw this. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm happy. Uh, the whole the whole sequence the whole sequence uh, where where Ice Cube finds out. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where he just like destroys the buffet. It's one of the funniest things I've seen. Meanwhile, at the over at the table, you have Queen Latifah go, "Yeah, he does this. It's fine." <laughs> oh, it's 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 amazing. It's and great. It's it's just so much fun. And uh, any any time you have Peter Stormare in a movie, it lifts it a few stars for me. Oh, I love Peter Stormare. <laughs> Anything he does, he he lifts above. He brings any material above what it should be. I mean, you see him in the opening of John Wick 2, and you're like, okay, this is cool. He makes it so much better. Uh, 
in Michael Bay's Armageddon, he shows up for t- what twenty five minutes, and he's like the best part of that movie. Yeah, and also Minority Report. Very. Oh my God! Yes, he's in that. Yes. Uh, Bad Boys Two. Yep, he's that. he. Peter Stormare is awesome in anything he does, and just to see him in this as the father of the drug dealer, where they have this really awkward uh, father daughter relationship and i i forget her name but she is hilarious oh yeah she was in um uh christmas that christmas party movie i i I know who oh she was okay i i didn't see that uh what's her name oh jillian bell yes yeah she oh yeah she was in the night before she played uh seth rogan's uh wife yes she was amazing in that she was also uh she was also in goosebumps she was a lot of fun in that one too oh cool i didn't know she was in goosebumps yeah, but no, Jillian Bell is great in this. Uh, the, the constant jokes at Jonah Hill's expense uh, are freaking hilarious. Awesome, yeah. I and if you and if you have this on Blu-ray, I totally recommend watching one of the bonus features. It's the uh, dramatic version. Uh-huh. Uh It's it's Twenty Two Jump Street minus all the jokes, and it's uh-huh. about nine and it's about nine minutes long. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, but it but it, it, it it's awesome. It plays like a totally straight laced uh, undercover cop drama. It's 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 awesome. <laughs> well, I have to. I I've been meaning to rewatch it, and I I have do you, to, do you know. you own this? I do own it. Okay, I, then definitely definitely watch. It's called the dramatic d- interpretation of Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, it's I, a lot of fun. I have to. I have to play this. A, another thing I'll say. Um, I would watch at least five of the sequels that are teased during the closing credits. <laughs> they are so much fun. Let's go to culinary school. Why not? Yeah, uh, going to and, space, obviously. And I would sell a kidney to see that uh, Twenty One Jump Street uh, Men in Black crossover. Oh, I want, I want that. I, I don't know <laughs> if it's, it's happening it, anymore. It's, I know, but it sounds so much fun. Uh, at one point, like holy they, crap! <laughs> weren't they going to do like a Ghostbusters crossover? I think I uh, no. Uh, Channing Tatum was going to be in one of the Ghostbusters movies. Oh, well. But yes, still. I would love to see the Men in Black crossover because that just sounds batshit stupid. <laughs> not not batshit crazy, but batshit stupid. Oh, yeah, and I would stupid. love to see that. Oh, fingers crossed. Eventually. Um, Speaking of stupid, well, kind of stupid. You thought it was stupid. I kind of like this movie. You watched The Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> I didn't think it was stupid. Okay. You thought it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I put it on just to put it on because it was on HBO, and it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It could have used. It could have used a few more action set pieces. I don't. I don't. But like yeah. I've said, like I like I've said on the show before, it seems like it was a big blockbuster that didn't want to be a big blockbuster. Yeah, that that makes sense now thinking about it. I don't know. Maybe the cast is good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's start the cast. I... Margot Robbie's awesome. Who's that? Uh, who, who's the lead guy? Who he's, he's got like a a name. Ah, uh, uh, God, Skarsgård. Skarsgård. No, yeah, something Skarsgård. I think he's a Skarsgård, but I don't know which Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Yes. He's he's good as Tarzan. I don't mind. He's him. pretty good. Yeah, 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 I like him a lot. Um, our girl Robbie, Sam Jackson, uh, Christoph Waltz. Although I thought Christoph Waltz needed more to do. Uh, he had that cool thing that he had. Yeah, it was he, like made char- of that character trait. made of like spiderweb. 
What? And he no. Like, that was that his, necklace uh, he had made of spiderweb. His weapon. It's a Catholic thing. What's the the uh, the? Yeah, but it was. Uh, but the the in the movie they tell you it's like a material made of like spider web, and it's it? like really really strong. Okay, yeah. okay I might that's not why he's able. That's why he's able to fuck up Tarzan with it. <laughs> or a, a, a rosary beads. That's what it was. Yes. Uh, but okay, I I wanted. But yeah, to- no, I I liked it. I I liked this movie. I thought the effects were fun. Yeah. The effects were pretty good. Uh, Skarsgård was a pretty great Tarzan. Uh, it was pretty close to the novels. Uh, I dug it. I thought Sam Jackson was fun in this as well. I thought he was really, really good. I like that the story wasn't an origin story. Uh, oh my god! You know, do you have no idea how relieved I was when uh, he's like? It starts out with him like in London. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing. All right, which is good. Yeah, and. Him and Jane already have like a backstory. Well, at that point they're married, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that aspect of it. I don't know. Just by the end, I like. I I like that. I like, I like how simple it was. The story. Yeah. Like Christoph Waltz kid uh, kid uh, kidnaps Jane and Tarzan has to find her, and then it just rolls from there. But uh, I don't know exactly what was missing that. that Maybe it was the direction. I didn't really feel that compelled with like the action. I don't know. It's just something felt off for me. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah, but I, I, it's fine. Like I, I, I don't regret seeing it. Uh, no, it, it's 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 a like like uh, the writer for Talk from Society, Ian West, said it's it's a good Sunday morning matinee movie. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. you know it's it's a throwback. Yeah, I think so. Um, it could have used a bit more umph. Uh, yeah, in terms of, but overall, I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good time. Maybe a bit more, like you're saying, a bit more action, another set piece, yeah. or something. I, but I mean, the, but the character work is really good. I think Margot Robbie is really great as Jane. Oh I think yeah, she's she's terrific in this. Like, there's one part where she's just cowering in the in the jungle, terrified, and she sells it. Yeah. She <laughs> like I buy it. I'm yeah. like, this is not a movie set. This is actually happening. Okay. Yeah, I don't think any of the cast is the problem with this. I no, really, not at all. No, I no. really like Sam Jackson, even though he was playing. Oh, he's great. When when, when they were all swinging on the vines, and he's like, "Are you kidding me?" Okay. <laughs> even though he's essentially playing himself, like he's, he doesn't he doesn't have an accent or anything. He's just Sam Jackson. He's just he's, yeah, but he's also good in this. <laughs> he is. He is good. I will say, I preferred him in this to Kung, to Skull Island. Ah. Ah, well, I like at least him. they gave him something. At least they gave him something to do in this and a purpose. I don't know. I, I I like him in Skull Island a lot. He's just he's just Mr. Screamy in Skull Island because <laughs> he's angry. He just yeah, wants to kill cares? Kong. Uh, I don't know. I think the original casting for that role would have been better for that character in Skull Island. Who was it? It was supposed to be J.K. Simmons. Ah, uh, I don't know. He was when this when Skull okay going back to Skull Island. Uh, originally, J.K. Simmons was going to play that role, and originally, um, John C. Riley was not in the movie. Oh, yeah. Apparently, originally it was going to be Michael Keaton, but he had to drop out because of Spider Man. Mm, I'm glad they and, kept. I'm, I'm glad they switched it to John C. Riley. And honestly, I would have liked to have seen Michael Keaton do a like a batshit crazy quirky character because he's good at that. <sighs> but. The fact that I got Steve Brule versus King Kong made me more than happy. For your health. <laughs> I don't think anything can beat John T. Riley in that role. No, I'm, I'm all about I'm all about sweet berry wine. But uh, I Come think on. I think Jackson in that 
Skull Island role, I, it works for me. It does. He's fine. Uh, Let, let's let's get off this movie. Speaking yeah. of fine, Tarzan, Legend of Tarzan. It is the fine. definition of fine. Um, yeah, I wasn't that impressed by the end. I, I it it just left something. I'd watch another one. Oh, I don't even know if I'd watch another one. I hope. I think okay. I would, honestly. As long as David Yates doesn't direct. That, that he's means, he's that may, fine. That may be the problem. That may be the problem for me. He's fine. It's I, I feel bad for him. Uh, why? He's he has all the work. He, 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 yeah, I know. But like, he does this one little thing that he like. It's like from interviews. It seemed he wanted to make a Tarzan movie, and then nope, you're doing Fantastic Beasts for the next twenty years. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. That's sad. You you could have you could have actually gone on to do other things where you could like been recognized but now you're just going to be that guy who does the Eddie Redmayne franchise That's I'm so true. sorry Mr. Yates yeah. maybe it could have been a case where if Legend of Tarzan was a hit he'd make a sequel and kind of like go like nuts with yeah. It. yeah but oh well oh, it will never happen because Legend of Tarzan didn't light the world on fire. So uh, neither it seems that that's that, that's like a thing with uh, Burroughs books. Uh, uh, same thing with John Carter. I mean, John Carter is a lot better than this. You're uh, damn right it is. And it should have gotten five sequels by now. Yes, it should have. That should have been the new franchise, but uh, it didn't happen. Anyway, the world is unfair sometimes. So hey, Marcelo, what the hell is Septicolo? Oh yes, uh, Septicolo. <laughs> uh, I hope we're pronouncing it right. I don't think we are. Um, it is Italian, and I think it means... Oh, I'm reading it here. It says... Uh, no, that's not it. It means something in Italian. <laughs> I think it means put on a show. I have no idea what this is, because it's not even showing up on IMDb. <laughs> Oof. Uh, let's see. I don't uh, think it exists. It means, Fake news, fake news. <laughs> it's a documentary. Okay. Uh, yes, it means to put on a show. I was right. I just looked it up. It means to put on a show, and what a tiny Italian town does each year is they put on a show. I would hope so. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> this this documentary details this town, uh, and yeah, it's it's a yearly thing. They've done it for over fifty years. Uh, Monticello, Italy. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it goes into the history. This documentary goes into the history. Of you know uh, why they're doing it, uh, and it and it its its roots are in um, like they want to create art together, and also they're kind of driven by their by the sense of community. Uh, they 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 detail one instance where uh, the Nazi army like, kind of came okay. down came, came down on them and were very close to annihilating this whole town. But they were saved, so, and you know that's that's like a catalyst for them to come together and create social art. Like each year, they try to tackle a social topic, from like uh, capitalism to uh, to the sense that their town is like fading away because of tourists. Okay. So they put on. I a can pl- relate. <laughs> they put on a play each year, tackling this. You know these subjects, and the players in the play are townspeople. Uh, so yeah, it, so it goes into history and it goes into the current play that they're trying to put on. You know, present day, and things aren't working out. The the, the director of the play, 
It's trying to make people care about what's happening. It's like uh, because like the townspeople just they either are too busy to participate uh, or they just don't take it seriously. And this director's like, listen, this is heritage. This has been going on for decades. You should care. And this should be an important part of your life. But other people were like, well, I don't want to take out like weeks out of my summer to do this. this oh, wow. You know, to rehearse nights. But yeah, but it, it, it's a great documentary about the importance of legacy, of art, of keeping it alive through, through, through decades of, 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 yeah, of, have you ever seen the documentary, oh, I forget the name, the, one of the co-directors, oh, uh, Marin, I probably don't watch a lot of documentaries, so probably not. Marin Call. Nope. Yeah, so, uh, Jeff Momberg co-directed this and directed that documentary uh, Marinqual okay. I think and I think um, they each have similar themes in, in Marinqual uh, it details this this man who has brain damage and he builds these um, like one sixth scale sets in his backyard of like these World War Two uh, scenarios Jesus yeah it's it, it's it turns out to be like a beautiful I have to check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful story about this man who, you know, for whatever reason, he decides. I like to, models, yeah, Marcelo. He, yeah, <laughs> and it's a great movie about models. He decides to dedicate his life to this, cool, because um, he finds it important. So that plays into uh, this documentary, uh, Septicolo, where the director of this play, who's been doing this for years, just wants to keep it alive because he feels like it is an important part of his life of the town's life. Like, if he keeps this going, this town will survive. That's that's how he feels. And yeah, like I said before, like, there are factors trying to break this this play down and also the town down. Um, by the end, it makes a case for why, you know, a small town in Italy should remain like it is because of its heritage. <laughs> and the, you have these tourists coming in kind of ruining things and moving in and changing things up so yeah it, it's all about art and heritage and keeping them alive so I liked it a lot uh, at this point I'm not sure when it's going to be released I hope it's hopefully it's, soon hopefully it's on Netflix Cause yeah it's it, it's it's very good for what it is it, it it's you know like I said it gives the history of this play and it, it becomes like a fly on the wall making of uh, this doc, this uh, play the the current day play and trying to keep it together so I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. If, if if you've ever seen listeners, if you've ever seen that documentary Marinqual, then I'm sure you appreciate this uh, new work from the same director, Septa Colo. I believe it's what it's pronounced. Yes, I will have to see this. Yes, please. If you like documentaries and if you like art, then you'll love this. Marcelo. Yeah. I want you to challenge me. What's challenge you? <laughs> what's 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 challenge all about? Oh, this one I will not say too much about because there's not much to it. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm sure... Is it another documentary? It's another documentary. Oh. <laughs> I'm learning too much. My brain hurts. Okay. So this one is a, is, a, is a change of pace from the other documentaries I've discussed. This one's about falconry. Falconry. Ooh. Yeah. And I've always t- wanted to get into that. I always think it would be fun. Uh, just have just have like a crazy ass bird of prey on your arm. Like that's terrifying. 
Like I want that. If you love except, the, except with owls. If you <laughs> if you love the imagery of falconry, then you love the challenge. Well, I love Royal Tenenbaum, so yeah, okay. No, okay, that's a good. Okay, you've nailed. <laughs> I think you've nailed the aesthetic of this documentary. Go Mordecai. <laughs> it's it's in widescreen, like you know, oh, same yes. same aspect ratio as Royal Tenenbaums, like that. It's cinematic. Does Alec Baldwin narrate it? Oh, I wish somebody would I'm have narrated this. I'm not interested. I'm wish, not interested then. <laughs> Matt, this is 70 minutes. Oh, you were talking about this where you you were like, oh, could he? He's a narrator. <laughs> it's 70 minutes of of just, just, just footage. Just falcons just flying off people's arms. Yes. Of, oh. che- of cheetahs as pets, of Lamborghinis riding through the desert. Uh, cheetahs as pets? Yes, cheetahs so as it, pets. So is this a documentary on the counselor? <laughs> Oh, Matt, it's it's perhaps almost as cinematic as that. Oh God, I can't, I it, can't with this. It's it starts off with a two thousand one esque monolith in the middle yes, of the desert, made and of cap- made of falcons. <laughs> I wish. Uh, it's it's just crazy imagery on screen for seventy minutes. I, honestly, it's it's a hundred percent eye catching. There's a scene where these guys are in the desert. And, okay, th- there is no plot. I'll say that. I was going to say there's a plot. There is no plot. These guys just go to the desert, and they go to a falconry uh, competition. That's it. And you just see them. These That's are, it. That's all these they are, do. Yeah, these random people coming together and doing this. So there, there's, there's scenes wherein... These bikers row through the deserts. There are shots of like their gold-plated tires spinning. Um, yeah, it's very tal- it's very Terrence Malick in the way he presents. Like, so made- it's pretty, but it-, it could use a narrator. Yes, it's pretty, but it doesn't you know come together as a as a narrative plot. You could you can jump in and out of this, and you know not lose anything in terms of narration. Just have it on in the background. Just walk into the room and be like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, exactly. Go back to vacuuming. Yeah. There's a scene where a uh, GoPro is attached to a falcon. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, it's it's Sold. An ama- it's an amazing shot. And I said in my review of this, it's, it's, like, it's what cinema is. It's what cinema can be. Can be, yes. Yeah, it, it's astonishing footage, but... In a documentary that is like very blase about story structure, it's uh, I, I wish it were in a better movie. I'll say that. Oh, but I, I I highly recommend it. There are some astonishing scenes in this. There's like a scene where like these two guys are just hanging out on like a sand dune, and this car drives in front of them, and it spins out on like a, another sand dune, and it just rolls. And you're like, wow! Like, I can't believe the camera captured that. There's a lot of those moments in this where the challenge, like, yeah, where it's like, whoa! I can't believe the camera captured that. And that's all it is. Seventy minutes. Uh, sorry, seventy minutes of the challenge is that. I need to. I, uh, I'll check this out. Yeah, I, 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 for for the lack of narration, for lack of voiceover, for lack of narrative thread, I recommend it. It's it's worth a watch. It's seventy minutes out of your day. I'm sure out of your life, <laughs> out of your life. That's an that's that's an easier way to sell something to people. 
out of your entire life. Because I mean, if you say notes. something's like, "Oh, it's an hour out of your day," they'll be like, "I don't know. Yeah. I only got twenty four of those." But if you like, if you say it's only an hour out of your life, holy shit, you it's could a- have like so many hours in your life. It's only actually not seventy minutes. It's like sixty seven minutes. Out oh my of god, your it's like sixty seven minutes out of your life, people. Yeah. And it, I, I, I failed to mention this in my review. Uh, I should have. It's like very screen capture worthy. There are a lot of like you could you sit down, watch it on your computer, and like capture like a thousand beautiful shots from it, uh, and hang it up on your wall. Why not? So, it's it's gorgeous. It is. I just wish I had a story. It's not not at all. Oh well. That that is the challenge. Real quick, let me go back and and issue a correction. Uh, the previous film you talked about, uh, Septicolo. It's pronounced Spedacolo, and that's why I couldn't <laughs> find it on IMDb. Spedacolo. There you go. See, I, I'm not good with pronunciations, so Spedacolo. It's fine. Spedacolo. So, hey, Spedacolo, very good. It has a story. Yes. The challenge, not so much story-wise. <laughs> it, it looks <laughs> oh. pretty. It looks pretty. At least it's pretty. <laughs> Someone said that to me once, and I uh, felt really stupid. <laughs> to you, what Matt Matt Curion looks? Pretty. I did. I did something dumb at work, and and they were like, "Well, at least you're pretty." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you're much like the challenge. You're pretty." Oh, speaking of pretty, um, to close out the show, yeah. Uh, this week over at Talk Film Society. Well, when you're listening to this, will be last week at Talk Film Society. Uh, we kicked off a what I hope is a segment that a, an article series that we do over the months now. It's called the Disney Hall of Fame. And where, you know, writers for the site can highlight their favorite Disney films, uh, live action or animated or otherwise. And I went with my favorite, uh, Lilo and Stitch, uh, which I know you haven't seen yet. Nope, not yet. Uh, but I am here to tell you that both Lilo and Stitch and Lilo and Stitch Part 2, Stitch Has a Glitch, are on Netflix. And that would be about two and a half hours out of your life if you want to watch those. Because the second one's only an hour long. <laughs> Fine, man. I'll watch it eventually. Uh, this is... It is my favorite Disney film. I mean, it, it takes everything that worked in, during the Disney renaissance uh, from the late 80s to early 90s, but it amplifies it so much. Uh, this has some really great artistry in it. I love that all the backgrounds are hand-drawn watercolors. They're all watercolor paintings. And a smart thing on the director's uh, point that they did here was set it in modern day Hawaii uh, and not in some like far off land in the past. Uh, this shows uh, modern day Hawaiians uh, as they live, um, not in these like lavish resort towns, but this, this is like a typical like suburban area of Hawaii, uh, much like you would see in uh, the descendants uh, from Alexander Payne a few years ago. Uh, it tells the story of a cute little blue alien who crash lands on Earth. Uh, he is uh, on the run from his uh, creators. He has been banished, and he hooks up with uh, Lilo and his uh, and her sister Nani because they think he's a dog. So they adopt him for two dollars from the local shelter after he gets hit by a truck. Uh, this the the voice cast here is great. Uh, the one of the directors does the voice of Stitch, and it is really cute. Uh, Nani, the older sister, is actually voiced by Tia Carrera, 
uh, from Wayne's World. Ah. Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, yeah, she is, uh, she's great in this. Uh, she would actually, uh, in recent years, she's done a lot of voice work. Uh, she voiced Nani in this film, in the second film, and throughout the entire animated series that ran on the Disney Channel for a few years. Um, I just love the character of Stitch, and I love Lilo. I think it's it's one of those movies where it has a lot to say about family, and it, and that no matter what your family is, it doesn't have to be you know your typical mom, dad, and a kid. It can be anything. I mean, in this movie, uh, Lilo and Nani, it starts off, they've already been orphaned. uh, And Nani is doing everything she can to care for Lilo and try to keep her family unit together any way she can. I mean, she's being hounded constantly by social workers. It's not your typical Disney film at all. Uh, It touches on a lot of real-life situations that families are going to have to face and I will say much like other Disney movies it has some great songs Uh, but in this case it's a bunch of cool Elvis songs along with a few originals Uh, it's a great jukebox musical using some great references to uh, Elvis Presley's Blue Hawaii uh, which I haven't seen in a long time but I remember really enjoying it it's uh, uh, Angela Lansbury's in that one too Uh, she's terrific um if you look at the design of Stitch, it makes total sense that these two guys would go on to make How to Train Your Dragon, uh, because Stitch kind of does look like Toothless the Dragon in those yeah. movies. Uh, so now I finally understand the t-shirt that Carlo wears all the time, where it's Stitch in a Toothless outfit, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I get it now. That makes total sense. And these guys also directed Mulan, which I need to see. Mulan's I still have good. not... Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, It seems that they have a real attachment to strong female characters, which I appreciate. And I really love this movie. Uh, For years, I had not seen it. Uh, It it was released during my Too Cool for School phase. Uh, When I was in high school, I was like, oh, I'm too old for Disney. I think a lot of people go through that phase. And then when they become adults, they kind of realize, you know what, maybe these movies are for me. And I can learn something or see something in it that I can appreciate. And god damn, I love Lilo and Stitch. And it's one of Disney's best movies. It's my favorite Disney film. And yeah, these are just wonderful characters that you want to hang out with as much as you can. And if you buy the Blu-ray, you can hang out with them for an extra like hour and ten minutes because the sequel is on there. Uh, Stitch has a glitch. Uh, where, you know, the aliens from the first one, you know, they're hanging out. And one of them is voiced by Kevin McDonald from uh, Kids in the Hall fame. Yeah. Uh, he He's one of the main aliens in the first one. He comes back for the second one. And, you know, hey, Stitch malfunctions. And he, everyone needs to team to team up together to kind of, like, help him out of his trouble. It's, uh, it's actually much like the uh, first one is a look at family strife. The second one is easily read as a look at mental illness and how, you know, people need to come together to overcome that. Uh, I really, I love the sequel too. It's not as much substance as the first one, but it's still a great time uh, with uh, Stitch and Company. I I love both of these movies and I would uh, watch this any chance I get. Uh, so yeah, you can look for a little more coverage on Lilo and Stitch on Talk Film Society coming up in June when the 15th anniversary comes up. <laughs> Ooh, sneak preview. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, this movie's great. (laughs) I have not seen this. Hey, it's on Netflix. I'll watch it. 
It's it's really good. It's it's really good. I'll have to. I will. I will. I and will. it's so pretty. <laughs> I had, it's such a beautiful movie. I had that thing where you were talking about where like you're in high school and you're like, oh, I'm too cool for. Uh, yeah, exactly. Movies. Like that's why I missed everything from. I saw Hunchback of Notre Dame, and then everything after that I skipped out on. Like in my senior year of high school, I was like, "Oh, I should go see The Incredibles." Uh, and I didn't. and everyone made fun of you. No, I didn't because see that's the thing. Like I kept watching Pixar movies, I, but like but like animated Disney movies. I'm like, those are stupid. Those are for kids. No, I don't want to watch it. I didn't even watch uh, Pixar movies. I felt bad. Oh wow. I feel bad now for not having seen The Incredibles in theaters. I'll say that. Same here, actually, yeah. I I, I wish, like, the Draft House or somebody would screen it in theaters so I could experience it. Yeah, good way. luck. I want, I want that to happen. Good luck with Disney giving those rights out. Uh, you're right. It's probably not going to happen. But, yeah, um, hey, if I could turn back time, maybe I'd go see Lilo and I like that song. <laughs> I, I'm not going to make any promises as to when I'll see it, Matt. But I'll see it. Lilo you Stitch. should, you should, you should watch it. It's really terrific. I think you're. I honestly think you'll love it. I'm sure I'll like it. It's a. It's it's a. Like I was saying to um, a friend of the website, uh, Diego. Uh, he said to me, he's like, uh, he's like, I just want to say what you've been saying. You're crazy if you haven't seen this movie, or you have if if you don't like it. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Like you need to see this movie, Marcelo. I'll see it and I'll pass. Because hey, test. it's 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 also Diego's favorite. <laughs> it's his uh, favorite Disney. Yep. Okay, I'm sold. I'm gonna see it later today. Then, if if Diego says to see it, then I'll see it. Oh yeah, uh, he really loves it, and uh, yeah, no, Diego's good people. Yeah, Diego's great. Uh, speaking of great, that was but yeah. Uh, but yeah, check both of these out, Marcelo. They're both well worth your time. Okay, fine. Both are well worth it. D- did you ever see uh, the sequel or sequels? I can't remember how many there were of Aladdin. Uh, yes. When I was a kid, I owned uh, the Return of the Jafar on uh, VHS. Wasn't there like a like a like another sequel after that? I think yes. Was. Oh my God! What was it called? What was it called? I know this. Oh. I owned it. My, no, actually, it. my brother got this for for his birthday. It's like where he's part of the the thieves, right? The king of thieves. King of thieves was that it? It's not very good. Uh, I I liked Return of Jafar though. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Return of Jafar good. was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, did it, did you ever see the sequel to Lion King? Yes. Was it any good? Uh, I've seen. Hold on, which ones have I seen? I've seen a few of the sequels. There, there's more than one. Oh my god! Yeah, I've seen Lion King two, Simba's Pride. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, it's all about you know Simba and Simba's daughter. Uh, I've seen uh, Lion King one and a half. Oh, I remember that's that the that's the Timon and Pumbaa movie. I think I saw that one. Which I mean, come on, I, I'll I'll watch anything with Timon and Pumbaa. I mean, come on, Ernie Sabella and Nathan Lane—they're a great duo. Uh, but yeah, no, I've seen those two, and there was just a recent one that was put out that I did not watch. I forget what it was called, but they advertise it in Target all the time. <laughs> uh, but Disney sequels, hey, that's that could be its own article on Talk from Society. Uh, I'll write about one of my favorite Disney sequels. <laughs> uh, which, is, well, which is that? The Rescuers Down Under. 
That's a sequel? Oh my god, yeah. With the Rescuers down under is a sequel? I thought that was... No, it's the sequel to The Rescuers. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, with Bob Newhart. I might not have seen The Rescuers. I might have just seen The Rescuers down under. Oh man, I saw Rescuers down under in the theaters. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. It also helps that I'm part Australian, so I knew what the hell they're talking about most of the time. <laughs> and plus, you have George C. Scott as the bad guy. Come on, it's awesome. Oh jeez. Yeah. John Candy as the albatross. Please, amazing. <laughs> uh, that was. Oh a nice... God, I love the Rescuers so much. I want to watch both of them now. It was a nice trip through Disney sequel. Dumb. Uh, sequel. To- hey, I thought you said. I thought you just said dumb. I no. was like, that's mean. Not, s- sequel dumb. That's a word, right? Not, then, yeah, but uh, not all Disney sequels are bad. No, no, no. Like Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of dumb, let's shut up our mouths and end this. Episode. Okay. <laughs> you know, not having a guest, we went on longer than usual. <laughs> I I look down at the clock and I go, oh, it's already. 12.30 my time and 1.30 Matt time, so... Yes. We definitely filled up... I was worried at one point that we had to fill up space, but I think we filled up... Filled up... Uh, filled up? <laughs> uh, it is late. Uh, we filled up plenty of space, Matt, uh, with this episode. So, before we say goodbye... Plugs. Yes. Plugs. Well, as usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC, and you can find me on Letterboxd under the same name to see that I'm not lying about what movies I've been watching. And you can find me over at Talk Film Society, where I'm the managing editor, and I'm producing a lot of great stuff for y'all. Lots of fun, and uh, check out my Lilo and Stitch article. It's great. Yes, do that, <laughs> Toot folks. my own horn there. Do that, folks. Uh, Don't read that article, Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It, it might have spoilers in it. I don't know. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, I'll watch the movie, then I'll read the article. Okay. As it's only me, 80 minutes long. It's fun. Keep the, going. The, ar- the, the article is 80 minutes long? Uh, no, the movie. <laughs> 80 minutes. Oh. I, I, I do like short movies. I, I That's one thing I liked about these. Uh, one, last thing I'll, one last thing I'll say about Lilo and Stitch. That was a stacked year at the Oscars for Best Animated Film. What, what was nominated that year? Holy crap. Uh, I believe it was Lilo and Stitch, Monsters, Inc., and, Stu- and Spirited Away. And Spirited Away. Well, what yeah. one? Spirited Away. Spirited Away. I actually so have... Either, so, so either way, Disney was going to win an Oscar that year. Yeah, I say... Because <laughs> they owned all three of those. I Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit, colon, Stallion of the Cimarron, and Whoa. Treasure Planet. What about these movies? Uh, they were nominated for Best Picture. For Best that's, Animated Picture. That's weird. Uh, yeah, do you do you remember the movie Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron? Yeah, the horse movie. Yeah, yeah. That was I have nominated, not seen it, no. Along with Treasure Planet, Lilo Stitch, I Ice Age. I love Treasure Planet. I don't remember Treasure Planet. Oh, it's fun. What is, it's just, what is it's that? Treasure Island. It's Treasure Island in Space. 2002? Man, I, I, I thought so, that was yeah. like early, like maybe late nineties. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I I, I I was pulling up this page as you were talking, Matt. It should have gone uh, to Lilo and Stitch. Uh, yeah, I I forgot that Rango had won Best Animated Feature. Damn right, our boy Gore Verbinski has an Oscar, my friend. Yeah, I love that. I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that Verbinski was an Oscar winner. 
He won an Oscar for my favorite western. Good for him. And it's kind of similar to how George, like uh, George Miller, has an Oscar for animated movie. For Happy Feet. Yeah, for Happy Feet. Uh, anyway, plugs. It's another good movie. I haven't seen that movie, Happy Feet. What? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Is it's it? so much fun. I uh, okay, dancing penguins. You know, growing up. Hey, hey, hey! Do you like George Miller? I do like George Miller. Then you'll love this. It is very George Miller. What is it? It is very. It is. It's bonkers. That's what I mean. Okay, fine. As it's bonkers, and it believes in everything it's doing. It does not sell itself short at all. Fine. I'll watch Happy Feet. Oh my god! Don't watch the sequel, but watch Happy Feet the first one. What's wrong with Happy Feet the sequel? It's fine. It's just. It's not as good as the first one. Does George Miller direct that? I'm not sure. Uh, I should look that up. Happy Feet 2, T-W-O. Uh, he does direct it. He does. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, something must have happened between Happy Feet 1 and Happy Feet 2. Yeah, he was working on uh, Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> he was busy. Uh, speaking of busy, uh, my plugs. Yes, Marcelo J. Pico on Twitter. TalkFilmSOC on Twitter. TalkFilmSociety.com talkfilmsociety.com uh, also hey podcasts oh my we have this podcast Matt uh, glad you're listening folks uh, also Soderbergh 2828 oh me, me and Mike Schindler discuss all of Steven Soderbergh's feature films from, I like him <laughs> he's he's a pretty great director I don't know if he he's good people no good. I'm talking about Schindler Mike Schindler oh, he's good no, people I like him <laughs> I think, like I mentioned on an episode previous, you should get him on the show. Convince okay. him. We should get him on the show. We, hey, Mike, come on the show. Yeah, he's great. There, uh, he's booked. 28, <laughs> 28 movies, 28 episodes, covering 28 years of Steven Soderbergh. Damn. Good time. Uh, so far, we've done the first... I do, hope you, I do hope you talk about his black and white cut of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think in the first four episodes, we have mentioned it. Okay, cool. Uh, his uh, his obsession with editing classic films. Yeah. We talked about 2001, that cut he did. We talked about Heaven's Gate, that cut he's, he did. He's, he's quite the bituation. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps himself busy, even though he's busy on his own. Uh, I don't know where he finds the time. I, I, there's a lot I admire about mm. him. I admire how he keeps himself busy. Yeah, just working, just on his sh- on his TV show, on his films, and also like when on his free time, like he he just likes to have fun editing. You know, yeah, he's a, he's a, he likes to stay busy. Good for him. Yeah, man. good for him. But yeah, uh, hey, that's one reason why I was I jumped at the chance at making this Steven Soderbergh podcast. So I have to talk to you off mic about that show. But uh, go on, listen to that, folks. Okay. So uh, those are my plugs. I have nothing else. Uh, TalkFilmSociety.com. Okay, Matt. Yes. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> this is where yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> this is where I uh, thank. Thank the you for coming again. on. The, thank you for coming on the show that you host. <laughs> thank what? you. What? We should do this more often. We should. We should really work out those games we talked about earlier in the episode. Oh, I that, love it. That can be a lot of fun. Uh, Give me one more. Come on. Uh, okay, let me think of one. Uh, okay, but we should make like stipulations where 
we should make it harder on ourselves where we can't name like directors or actors you know we have okay. to like describe maybe like do a quote from the movie something like that so okay okay no directors no actors okay here's one um oh well this is gonna be easy cause I can't cause like it's right in front of me uh evil axes <laughs> huh evil axes you don't know it's oh my god Evil X's? Evil X's. Uh, it's like a video game movie, but not based on a video game. Uh, Canada. Scott Pilgrim. There you go. I, I can't believe you needed more after Evil X's. Uh, okay, uh, I'll give you one right now. Okay. Uh, his birthday was today. Heads explode. Oh, uh, oh what? Uh, uh, what? Uh, scanners. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See? Uh, Aaron Eckhart has to... Dig into the earth. Uh oh, ah uh, oh. San Francisco. I know what it is. I can't remember the name of There's it. There's a lot of lava. Ah, uh, I know what it is. The core. Yes. Yes. Oh, this game. I've is never tough. seen it. I've never seen it, but I'm looking at it on the shelf. Uh, I wish I had a shelf in front of me. I don't have many to go by. Oh, here's one. Okay. Uh, you hate it. Uh, 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 dreams. Uh, dream within a dream. Inception. There you go. See, that's easy. I hate that movie. <laughs> I start. <laughs> that's how I started off. You hate it, so. Because I was looking Don't... around. I, I have a poster for Inception behind me, so that's that's. I know I you do. That. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. It's all right. I have a Christopher Nolan poster on my wall too. So, uh, of of uh oh of uh of uh the Dark Knight. See? Yes. I know that. I know that for sure. So listen, we could do this all night, but let's just end this show, Matt. Okay. Uh, let's end with the show with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh yeah, that one. It's a bit...